Hello and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth. So, how are we all doing today, you guys? I'm okay, anonymous narrator. Yeah, I was going to say, who is this person that's talking? Oh, yeah. He introduces himself. <laughs> I forgot that. Um, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. And I'm Falero. <laughs> Not the first time that we've forgotten to introduce ourselves. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't be the last. Nope. Rapidly waning ability to remember our names. <laughs> and how to do this podcast as well. Uh, but it's been a few weeks. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. And this is a... this. Well, I mean, we say this a lot. This is kind of a different one. We're talking about a game, but it's... Yeah, it's going to be different. <laughs> Strap in, folks. It is a game that I have, that I and I'm sure everybody else here has a lot of complicated feelings about. Well, I can only speak for myself, not what you would think. <laughs> <laughs> At least not what I thought going back to this one. I was had yeah. uh, very interesting expectations that were subverted in good and bad ways. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel the same way about it. But before we get into the main topic, did anybody do anything particularly Sonic-y this week? I'm about halfway through my Sonic X Blu-rays, and they're still really good. And we're definitely going to talk about that show sooner rather than later. But, yep, uh, I've been seeing that. I mean, even by the time this episode comes out, that set has been on sale a couple of times through Right Stuff and Amazon. And, I mean, yeah, if you like the Japanese version of Sonic X, it's still probably the the best way to officially experience it. So I'm going to keep plugging that. But speaking about things that appeared in Sonic X, kind of, sort of, not really, <laughs> but in a way. Yeah, uh, a little bit. I watched those too. <laughs> I don't think I've seen those since they aired. Yes, we, we keep hopping around it, but today we're going to be talking about the Game Boy Advance game Sonic Battle. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. Like, this, this is, this is going to be an interesting discussion, because Sonic Battle is a game that I had a lot of really fond memories of. I still have my cartridge from when I was a kid. I, I remember pouring hours into it. I thought that the the uh, customization stuff was really cool. You know, I was really eager to revisit it because, like, back when I first played this game, I was not a fighting game player. So, you know, I'm coming into it with a very different perspective than I had back then, kind of analyzing whether it's really... Whether there's, you know, it's really something there, there's more mechanical depth than I might have realized back then, or if it's, you know, maybe a little more on the shallow side. So there's there's definitely stuff I really like and stuff I really do not. So I'm eager to see kind of how our discussion shakes out. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to discussing this game, which is about to turn 20 years old as of like a few days of a release of this episode so because it came out in japan on my birthday yay it was uh what december uh 2003 in japan yep and early 2004 in the u.s and the pal territories and i think in all territories came out within a couple of days maybe a week or two of sonic heroes yeah, I think it might have actually been out a little before Heroes. Interesting. I don't think I picked this up like as a kid until after Heroes. I, I think I I think I got this one first just because it was what was available first. Mm-hmm. But I can't quite remember. It's been you know, it's been twenty years. I'm checking online, and yeah, Sonic Battle came out um, as far as us 
Dirty English Talkers. <laughs> it came out um, January 5th of 2004 in North America and February 27th of the same year in the PAL areas. Sonic Heroes came out uh, January 6th uh, in North America of 2004 and then February 6th in the PAL areas of uh, 2004. Interesting. Uh, you know, you joke about that, Jake. This game, from from what I understand, Luke helped me do a little research. This game, the Japanese cartridge, does have an English translation on it. And it's mostly the same as the one that we got over here. I, I don't know about the, the, the PAL territories, whether they had a separate translation. I know that happens. It's mostly the same. Um, there's a couple more grammatical mistakes in the... <laughs> it's hard to refer to this in the... English translation on the Japanese cartridge, but it's mostly the same. We we kind of did some like site by site comparison, so that's a thing that exists. I know you've probably people have probably seen that uh, uh, caption where Rouge is calling Eggman a dirty old bastard. Uh, it's from that <laughs> <laughs> that translation before it got toned down a little bit, but I, I think they're mostly the same. Um, you know, I, we don't have like a uh, a a true comparison of like the original Japanese script because I think it's actually pretty hard to rip from the game. I just saw some people talking about how it's not the same format as the English text, but hey, that's a project for the future for somebody. I think we should talk about what this game actually is, though, because it's a bit different from your usual Sonic game. It's one of those sort of one and done Sonic games, the kind which they've never gone back to. Yeah, I kind of wish they would, honestly. For all of its faults and things I didn't like, it made me miss that era where they could just do a weird pseudo-fighting game with a visual novel story and then not do another one <laughs> you know <laughs> just because like that's why i kind of miss like the portable games market that aren't that you know i guess phones kind of ate that market up but it's uh it's not the same you know like when you could buy like just a goofy portable sonic game that did not have to be as big as a main console release yeah that was something special about the handheld era because like games just in general could be a little bit more experimental than their like mainline main console counterparts. Um, you could have like, you know, wackier like sports games or like you said, visual novel or in this case, fighting games. Cause Sonic battle is a game that mixes fighting and role-playing together in it. Mostly fighting though. And like, you know, anytime I see 3d in a GBA game, like that's still, you know, pretty impressive. All things considered, like, there's not a whole lot of them, but there are a few and some of the like it's cool that they managed to get 3D running on a GBA Sonic fighting game without having to like sacrifice the frame rate at all. Like I don't think I noticed any real performance drops the whole time. So props yeah. to them for, you know, doing a good job optimizing there. It is kind of a 3D 2D because, yeah, it's all in a 3D plane with like polygonal backgrounds and stuff, but you are playing with little sprite based characters uh, that are very reminiscent of the Sonic Advance uh, sprites. But not exactly the Sonic Advance sprites. No, no, I did not check. Exactly. But they're, they're, it's definitely that style, I think. Yeah. I, I think it's worth mentioning that. Um, that even though this game was published by Sega in Japan and then THQ internationally, it was developed by Sonic Team themselves. And, you know, there's there's plenty to say, I think, just in general over Sonic Team's history of how they developed games and, like, to affect how good or how, 
not so good or bad they were. But I, I do want to like give a positive mention at the fact that since Sonic Team developed this, this is a straight up fighting game. And thus, you know, even though Sonic and the cast are in it, this is still a different mindset to approach it. And personally, I think the fighting mechanics and the fighting gameplay itself works really well for the most part. Yeah, I think it does execute on the, uh, if you want to call it the gameplay loop, like rather well. I don't think there's a ton to it. And I'm sure like Luke can go into detail more as a, as a, 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 a someone more familiar with traditional fighting games than I am. But I think for the most part, it works. Um, I will just piggyback off of what y'all were saying. I do think this game looks really nice. Um, yeah, I yeah. think we all, most of us played it on a 3DS or some kind of, you know, emulated hardware, but nothing that was going to like goose it up more than the, the Game Boy Advance itself did. And I know I did the little trick a couple of times with, you know, doing playing in pixel perfect mode on my 3DS. And it's just really well done sprite work like even the yeah. the oh, yeah. the tech textures for the 3d arenas like look really nice and you kind of forget that most of them are just like a flat plane with lots of boxes the fact that the levels are are very well designed um yeah it just looks great i love these sprites like it brought back memories because oh these are the sprites everyone used for their sonic sprite webcomic yeah <laughs> <laughs> including me um hey. Well, it's a lot of Sonic to work with, you know. You got like your Sonic in different poses, positions, and, and and doing fighting moves and stuff. It's it's a really useful resource that they put together unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. Yep, doing doing cool uh, power up poses with your healing gauge that can be repurposed <laughs> into cool Super Saiyan sprites. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I remember those battle sprites went around everywhere back in the day. Either, you know, just used in general or people using them for their OCs. It's just like, in my mind, battle is just so intrinsically tied to that whole era because of how often those sprites got around. Mm. And, you know, maybe it's just because I never saw it as much as, you know, other characters. But something about the gamma sprites in this game just look really good to me. Maybe it's just because, like... Maybe it's just because Gamma is like built so differently from all the other characters. It's tall, he's taller, he's bulkier, all that other stuff. But something about his sprites and how he looks in the game just, just it's really, it's really good. It's a per, I feel like it is a perfect transition of those de- designs into 2D sprite work. Definitely not a rocky transition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The rocky transition to pseudo 3D. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way uh, Gamma's like different weapons pop in and out of reality. Like there's such a good transition between like a little flash of light and like, oh, he's got his shocker hands or his rocket launcher. And uh, it's just a very cool interpretation of that character. Even even if it isn't truly the Gamma we all know and love from Sonic Adventure. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. By the way, um, speaking of the visual style, we would be remiss if we did not mention the, the 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 cover art and sprite work that goes on, like in the visual novels. I love that art style so yes. much. A lot of people do, and it's very cool. It is very much of its time. I feel like I saw a lot of shows that had this kind of like cartoon shows that had mm-hmm. this look about it, like this reinvented kind of like how do you describe it? Rough edged kind of like extra extra big lines to the characters yeah yeah it's definitely more angular and it at least like from what i saw it seems like there's kind of a mix between like thick black lines but also 
but also lineless art where the characters' colors kind of act as like the line on the outside. It's like a mixing of both of those. There's like, yeah, it, it's like hard hues. Yeah, the, the shading kind of forms the outline. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see um, if this got like an animated short that it would be a uh, not necessarily bad, but of its time, like, you know, flash animated. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very it's very graffiti. Like it reminds oh, me a yeah. lot of like Jet Set Radio. That's a really good way to describe it. That logo, the angry, I'm guessing that's Sonic. I mean, it is just kind of a Sonic it's muzzle. It's a fireboy. It looks yeah. like, hey, does a... He's burning up. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's Emerald inside of the robot. Yeah, it could be oh, his wow. his fighting spirit, his core. Game theory. <laughs> oh no. <God>. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that's one thing I really miss about this era is that they were. I feel like they were more willing to like get really wild with their art styles and try things differently. Like you know, this would have been just a couple of years before Sonic Riders, which had its own very distinct two D art style that mm, still I think is yeah. just mwah. Yes, I just feel like this is of the time, like if media in general. I think even Coco Pops had like had a style like this <laughs> at the time, which is something for just the British fans here. But you know, it's just like. I don't know what it is. I think like the nineties were edge in your face, but like the two thousands of where you were experimenting with more angular kind of like I don't know, edgy kind of look. It's, it's say edgy, but just in the sense that everything looks a bit rough and sort of rough around the edges. I suppose is yeah. the best way to put it, and on purpose. I like it. I, I guess it was around the same time. I mean, I think an example of how this can look bad is like, I mean, I know it's not just him uh, to popularize it, but like the fairly odd parents, Butch Hartman, you, you know, mm, big, mm, yeah. thick black outlines. Like, I think that's like a stale version of this, whereas the Sonic Sonic Battle version is like very fluid. Yeah, very vibrant. Mm hmm. And I think it was, uh, I'm trying to look through the credits here. I thought it was um, Yuji Uikawa, who is like the modern Sonic guy, was the design coordinator. But I think it was um, Hisanobu Komitani is the illustrator credited in the game. So uh, yeah, I, I wonder if right. it wasn't uh, wasn't them that came up with this cool look. But yeah, I, I remember seeing like the one of the legacies of this game is you would see people like copying this art style, like for their own OCs or just different Sonic characters who never got it like for years and years after this one came out. And I think while we're talking about all the artistic elements that went into this game, um, we've talked very good things about the aesthetics and uh, and that. But um. How do we feel about the music in this game? <laughs> the my first immediate thought was uh, it goes back to something Jeremy said in a different episode where everything sounds very farty in this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it it's, it has the same problem as all the other GBA games where the compositions are solid, but the GBA sound chip does not do them any favors. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like a lot of the uh, the melodies and themes and like you can tell that one riff like, oh, that's supposed to be guitar. Yeah, that's the fella. Yeah, I, I the, the music really grew on me by the end of the game. I It is hard for me not to. I can't disagree and say, yeah, it is kind of full of fart noises. You just kind of <laughs> have to accept it. And it, it makes me wish um, I, I didn't realize there are several tracks that get remixed in Sonic Advance 3. I need to take a listen to those oh. to see if they're any different um i would love to hear like 
someone play these songs on real instruments or, you know, different synths that are not, like you said, hampered by the Game Boy Advance. I do feel like, it's like what Pris Meyer was saying, like, when she was on here for the Sonic Advance episode. It's the kind of stuff that probably sounds okay coming out of the Advance itself. Um, but like <laughs> when you hear it coming out of any other hardware, it just sounds bad. Not all of it. Like it's not all bad, but yeah. it's, it's certain instruments in here. I, I kind of did that where I was listening to some of the soundtrack by itself on headphones and it was like, oh, I remember this. And like, yeah, it's just kind of, <laughs> it's not coming out of the little portable game device in my hand. So it's mm -hmm. just doesn't hit the same. But yeah. one of the things that sucks is there is a sound test and there are no names for any of the songs. So oh, like, man. unfortunately, you would just have to refer to them by, you know, where they appear in the game. I'll, I'll put some music in here so uh, especially like my favorite bits so people can yeah. at least understand that like hey these sound yeah. pretty good i remember specifically i think it might be amy's battle stage her apartment yeah, and then a, a couple good. others yep it's really good it reminds me of some of the cute little themes in sonic x like specifically the you know the silly little one that usually plays when amy's like beating the shit out of somebody with her hand <laughs> it's just a nice little looping theme i'm like oh yeah that's that's just really nice I like it. I will say Emerald Town's theme is very, very catchy. Uh, it to is, the point yeah. that Jackie was like singing along to it when it wasn't even playing. Because she'd <laughs> heard that song like so many times over the course of the mm -hmm, day when I was yeah. playing it. It's that and I will say, Rouge the Bat's battle theme in her club Rouge, that one yeah. has like those little like vocal samples like in Sonic Adventure 2. Mm, those little mm -hmm. like the female scat sounds, which oh god, I have to really be careful about using that phrasing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of it just sounds really good, man, but you know, but then you get to like Night Babylon and there's like, <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. going on with that music. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed the, um, just like the what is it, the floating island or the ruins um, area? Like holy Summit. Area. Yeah, the Holy Summit. Holy Summit, that's it, yeah. Pretty sure we meant Holy Mountain, which is a separate stage and music track from Holy Summit. In the original English, it's Holly Summit. Oh, of course. They, oh, they, yeah. They fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, the way that it comes that it comes out of like the Game Boy Advance or in our case like the emulated uh speakers like that that particular sound for for Holy Summit just like makes me think of especially Game Boy Advance RPGs but just games in general on the Game Boy Advance that had that same melody and instrumentation that it just it's just kind of like one of those little like nostalgic threads that I didn't think would get pulled until I heard it <laughs> yeah it kind of reminds me yeah especially the the Holy Summit theme just the it doesn't it kind of has like big bells and it almost reminds me of the uh the lead up to um when you're going down to the big uh underground city in like final fantasy 7 or something uh, you, <laughs> you know just that kind yeah. of like same limited by midi but still very like oh ethereal and ancient and it just really sets a cool tone yeah that just popped straight into my head sorry yeah yeah exactly <laughs> now is that supposed to be the floating island or I mean, should we save that for the <laughs> i mean let's just say the canon in this game is wobbly at ambiguous yes. but maybe it's but we have we have had an instant uh, a situation in the past where the floating island angel island whatever you want to call it was connected to the land it could be that case or they just didn't know or care 
I mean, given what happens later, clearly the Master Emerald is not around, so it might be in the water. Maybe. The Emeralds are a a little messy in this game, too, which... You know, I, I ended up liking the, the story of this game uh, uh, overall very much. Um, I like some people's stories more than others. I really liked Shadows. Um, just I, I like how he shows up in this game and how he he very much feels in line with like Sonic Adventure 2 and Heroes. And, you know, when his solo game comes after this, it basically invalidates like Sonic Battle, quote unquote, can't be canon because Shadow is so different and like so many other things happen. But I don't know. I, I've definitely let go of like the games don't have to be perfect like if i like a game story i just say oh yeah it happened somewhere or whatever (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know i'm sure someone would bring that up in an argument over whether on why this you know this character moment couldn't be canon because it happened in sonic battle etc uh now the hey speaking of which the funny thing emerald is the robot in this game is like the ancient gizoid and if i remember correctly um in sonic chronicles the dark brotherhood the ancient echidnas were said to have created the gizoid but that game is literally not canon anymore so neither is that little tidbit (laughs) i think that's where we sort of like start talking about the story properly now because like what this game is it's kind of like um tra- grow your own little ai guy because like the main character the main character is whoever is uh, like leading the story at the time because it this bounces from character to character but throughout like the the through line is this character emerl and uh what do we say about emerl this little robot guy <laughs> okay so it's only triggering me because that is how the sonic x english dub pronounces his name no they in the english dub they pronounce it ml i've always said it in my head and i guess not that many times out loud is emerald like that's how i say it i think that's what he's been trying to say i just say it ml because i'm pronouncing it phonetically i guess okay okay (laughs) yeah so i'm looking at the japan i'm looking at the japanese characters and it's spelled emeru so i can see where the mistake got made because clearly Sega was not communicating with them during development. Uh, yeah. And, you know, filling them in on that. They called them once and told them to fix to call speech and then f***ed off forever. But yeah, and that is how they say it. I just listened to Cream the Rabbit scream his name as he dies horribly. Um <laughs> So yeah, I've always said it, Emerald, I guess, you know, Sonic himself says because he loves eating Chaos Emeralds, um, and it's yeah. just taking a few letters yeah. out, and also because, like, you know, a popular TV personality at the time was Emerald Lagasse. I was gonna say so, that! Uh, I, was, I wrote down a note about that. See, I know about that name, but I do not have that cultural attachment, so it's not where my brain <laughs> goes to. I was uh, like, oh, Emerald. It's not exactly the same, so, d- yes, I, it's yeah. Not the letters M and L. It's I always took it as it's Emerald, which is kind of like just a weird way to say Emerald. Yes. Yeah, the game uh, I, You take my emeralds. <laughs> I did some research on it and I made sure to make to learn that um Emerald Lagasse, the popular chef was popular and had like a TV show around the time that Sonic Battle came out. So for me personally, yeah, like you said, Jeremy, uh the only Really, the only reason I call him Emerald is because I think of Emerald Lagasse. So, <laughs> bam. 
<laughs> I I just had to address that you know that no matter what anybody says the the Sonic X dub f- it up. <laughs> that's, that's the that's like the one thing we can all agree on. The problem is it's just like yeah, outside of like the Japanese version of Sonic X, we don't have any characters actually saying this guy's name. So man, it's tricky. It's tricky. Kind of the same with, I mean, he shows up in other stuff, but Gemeral as well. Like, I'm assuming that's how you would say that robot's name in the the Sonic Advance 3 in the IDW comics. But. You mean it's not Gemeral? No. Yeah, I was going to say, there are so many, like, there were so many, like, there were three different readings of that name before they finally settled on one for IDW. Like, I remember it was... Gemeral and Gemeral and Jamel and it's Jamel. It's a mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess again, I'm suddenly realizing. Oh, I've never said that out loud. Only in my head, and like, right. I don't know em- that anyone ever has. <laughs> both both Emerald and Gemeral as pronunciations make sense to me because they're referring to Chaos Emeralds and then gems. Um, so I that's just me. I, I again I'm realizing this on air, like, oh my god, I've never said that out loud. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm whipping up discourse you couldn't even imagine. <laughs> well, it's kind of like when you when you first start talking about a book you read to a bunch of friends, you're like, wait, you say it like that? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, robot. He is a he's a robot that you are training throughout the game. Uh, picking up special skills through like cards. Essentially, uh, you fight against. Um, yeah, you're fight. You're basically, like the the whole general thing is, uh, you're fighting against him. He's fighting against you. You play as him sometimes, and I I, I do. T- I realize I'm saying him because I think everyone does tend to gender the character as male, even though it's just a robot. Uh, that's just how it's going to be, yeah. I guess, for the purpose of this. 2004. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. I did, okay, slight tangent. I did mention I was rewatching Sonic X. I did notice, and these were new subtitles on this Blu-ray, like cleaned up from the other official ones. I noticed in the Sonic Adventure saga, and like knowing what we know now from Sonic Frontiers, um, at least in the subtitles, like they always refer to chaos with like gender neutral pronouns. Like, mm. you know, huh. chaos, you know, they always say they or them when referring to. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wonder huh. if that was like always there in the Japanese since, you know, it's a little easier to from what i understand to like use neutral terms of speech and then yeah in frontiers which you know spoilers right here um the the race of aliens uh, ancient aliens that look like chaos are also all referred to with gender neutral terms so i thought that was neat but yeah i kind of thought yeah. the same thing with uh with emerald here it it is funny. I think there are a couple of jokes in the beginning where Sonic refers to him as a boy and then a Rouge immediately comes in and says like, you know, that little girl robot following you. So it's like, like you said, it's a robot. People, these characters are kind of projecting onto him. Like, especially it, it is cute that Sonic is immediately like, yeah, sure, dude, let's go on an adventure and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> boys will be boys. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That, so, the, yeah, we kind of start off like that with Sonic's story, because Sonic is the one who discovers this... Well, no, no, technically Sonic isn't the one first one to discover the robot, but in the, as far as we've seen, I think... <laughs> as far as playable characters. Yeah, like, it's, I, I know it's Eggman that starts off with the character. Sorry, Jeremy, what? No, yeah, this the scene opens up and it's Eggman just beating. That's right. <laughs> just imagine him with like a like a screwdriver, just. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why not work? <laughs> Dang, he says. Dang. <laughs> Repeatedly throughout the course of the game. Either that or shoot. Eggman has discovered this robot, but can't. First of all, it it <laughs> absorbs and or eats the chaos emerald Eggman had, and then he can't get it to listen to him. <laughs> So he dumps it on the beach in Emerald Town right in front of <laughs> Tails' house. New record for Eggman <laughs> abandoning, like, is an ancient evil weapon that he's discovered that will surely not turn on him. Uh, this time he's just like, nah, it's not working. Fuck off. Then this is where Sonic finds him on the beach. Which um, I think we we will have it in the show notes. People have chronicled like the entire game script. If you just want to yeah. refresh yourself or experience it through that, <laughs> it's quite the endeavor. Sonic in Emerald Town, by the way, this is a brand new location that sort of gives Sonic like a uh, gives Sonic like a hometown. So to speak. obviously Sonic doesn't have a home because we know that that's like a recurring thing. But several characters do in this game, including at the very least Tails. Yeah, Tails Yay, has ta- a Tails has a lab whatever, and a for house. Whatever reason, yeah, for whatever reason, his house and his lab are not right next to each other. That seems no. counterproductive. And also, his house is shaped like his face, and it's wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. It has shown back up specifically in the IDW comics, and I remember, like, pumping my fists in the air, like, oh, it's Tails' house! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Tails has just realized Tails has realized the need for a balance of work and personal life, so that's why they're so far apart. He also <laughs> needs the, the vitamin D from the sun. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. He takes a brisk brisk walk to his lab every day. <laughs> I think we can also just you know have a brief clap at the fact that Tails, this young man, is a homeowner and a property owner. So you know, just yep. clap, clap, clap. I yep. know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just. He, I'm glad that he's got these two properties. It means he can sometimes get out of the house and get out of his own head for a few minutes and uh... <laughs> jog on over to central city which probably just a coincidence that there is also a central city in shadow the hedgehog but hey i'm allowed to say they're the same if i want it's just a city that's down the road and i'm sure that that implication probably will have it has not already been made in uh the comics uh, yeah <laughs> most likely somebody's got that in their back pocket but yeah, like Emerald Town is basically like a gentrified Green Hill Zone. Um, I quite like <laughs> with, a, with a little bit of like Emerald Coast there because it's got a beach. So mm-hmm. I see, a, I see a beach. Oh, it reminds me of Emerald Coast, the one beach I know <laughs> in Sonic. Huh. Guy who's played Sonic Adventure for thousands of hours in his life, like Emerald Coast. <laughs> I do kind of wish um, some of the environments—they're very pretty. I kind of wish there's a little bit more to do in them. I guess because they remind me of like my favorite point and click not even adventure games i mean i'm talking like i grew up with like putt putt and like the little critter games i kind of wish there was more little things you could click on and just get like a character yeah that'd be fun yeah i agree like even if it was just like click on a building and it like squashes and stretches just for no reason (laughs) yeah or you know just to comment on something like uh, i don't know like me and tails got chili dogs here last week they're great or i don't know the diarrhea was awful that's yeah (laughs) all comes back to diarrhea i'm sorry (laughs) i just like having the sonic characters having a little place that they live in yeah yeah i don't know it just feels friendly to me in a weird way Mm-hmm. It feels good to know that it feels good to know that our heroes all have a place to call home and can somehow pay for it. <laughs> Except for Sonic. He's not allowed one. 
Well, it's that's his prerogative. Um, (laughs) I know I just got done saying like, oh, Central City. But I mean, I like to think Amy's little apartment here is like the one she mentions in Sonic Adventure or is portrayed with in some versions of Sonic Adventure. Just like you said, like, I want to I want to see what Amy's house looks like. How did you know (laughs) what is her interior decorating style? And well, fight against a later, you'll find out. And I can't wait to talk (laughs) about that. (laughs) So Sonic Sonic meets the robot and he was told and the ro and um Emeril Emeril em, Amiibo, I don't know. <laughs> uh, robot Robo guy is like telling him to show off his power and Sonic's like, show my power <laughs> anime voice DBZ and he just like grips his fist and he's like, I'll show my power. <laughs> I have the power of God in anime on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the there are the, the characters do have a few different expressions, but the portraits do just kind of slide around. So I don't know. I use my imagination that, oh, Sonic did like a six spin, like, a, you know, the, the Sonic X, the big Sonic spin. Yeah. Maybe that did that a, and bounced around. That's a nice, generous sort of like interpretation. <laughs> but I do think they went anime. It was like, Sonic just grips his fist and Amel can feel his power radiating <laughs> from him. Because it's <laughs> so cool as he goes, <laughs> his key is amazing. <laughs> Raise his glasses. You can't even fathom my key. <laughs> uh, they run off to Tails' house, and Rouge is right behind them, <laughs> giggling to herself. <laughs> and Tails is like, We need to do a test. Let's do a tutorial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a nice long one. I feel like this is probably as good a time to like talk about how the game like actually works and plays just because that's where they teach you. It is very interesting. I don't think it has like quite the mechanical depth as something like a traditional fighting game, like a street fighter or a Tekken or anything like that. Oh, not at all. No, no. no. It's, I feel like it is closest to like a small scale version of like an anime arena fighter. Yeah, especially yeah. the fact you have stocks essentially, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and you ca- and you repeatedly knock out your opponent and cause uh, an unfathomable amount of brain damage to them with the amount of times you render them <laughs> unconscious. But that's fine. Yeah, like there is, you know, there is some risk reward there. Like one thing I think is interesting is uh, the Ichikoro gauge, which is uh, what you use to basically at any point you can press the guard button to. Uh, do a quick little guard it does it's i wouldn't say it's super effective if you're the ai it is because they can read your inputs and guard whenever they want to but uh no if you hold the guard button you will like get into a position where you'll both start recovering health and build meter which normally only builds when you're taking damage and I feel like that's an interesting risk-reward mechanic because it leaves you wide open for attack, but also, you know, you're slowly regaining your health and slowly building up your meter. So you kind of want to, like, look for openings where you can at least try to get a little bit of bar recovered and so you can uh, potentially get back in the fight. So what does the meter actually do exactly? It kind of gives you a more powerful attack, right? So what it is is if you build up the... You can, you know, restore your health back to normal. But if you build up the Ichikoro meter to full, you'll start flashing. And if you do, the next special attack you land will be an instant KO, no matter how much health they have. That's that's that, like, lightning crackle uh, effect when you get hit sometimes. Unless, 
Unless. Unless. <laughs> you know, that's that's the other interesting thing is there's kind of a rock, paper, scissors mechanic where every character has three different special move types. A tra- a set move where they throw like down a trap of some kind, like a bomb. A shot move, which is a projectile attack. And then a pow move, which is like a physical attack. So you have to pick a ground-based move from one of those three an air-based move from whichever one is left, and then whichever one you don't select, you will automatically defend against. So it is in, there is room to like play some mind games with your opponent. Like if you know that they favor a certain combination, then you can potential or like are likely to spam a, spam a certain move. Then you can basically be like, okay, I know that they are going to abuse that move. I'm going to switch to whatever move type that is so that I will automatically block all of those attacks and you know force them to switch up their uh how they approach this battle so there's something there but also let's be real a lot of those special moves are just very very spammable and you just go back and forth between one the ground one or the air one based on whichever one they block yep pretty much it's not like the game actually tells you how that works anyway so i didn't really know much about that and while i was playing it (laughs) i feel like there i feel like there is something there like i think that there is an interesting mechanic there if they were to flesh it out but as it is now it is just such a rudimentary like implementation that it just doesn't quite land and unfortunately a lot there's a lot of moves that you can win just by spamming your special attacks repeatedly spam the uh you know, your projectile move to keep your opponent away, repeatedly like throw down your bomb move to juggle uh, your opponents, keep them in the air so they can't like come down and hit you. And like there's there's a little bit more there. Like you've got a uh, heavy attack that can cause a wall bounce and then you can follow them up in the air and then uh, spike them into the ground. But there's also a little bit of risk reward there because if somebody else gets their spike first, you'll end up getting hit. So you got to like keep your timing and positioning in mind. It's, and then, you know, there's got, everybody's got a launcher so you can jump up after them and try to do some error attacks. Like I genuinely feel like there is something there, but it is kind of hampered by the, it's implementation and the console it's on. Like, I feel like if you did this on a home console, you could probably flesh that out more and build even more of a, you know, more systems around that and fle- like really turning that into something that you could build into a interesting gameplay loop instead of just do the same thing over and over again. Imagine if Arxis got their hands on doing something like this. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Freaking amazing. <laughs> I would w- welcome even a, you know, a C tier Arxis Sonic battle type fighting game. <laughs> um, I do. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I I will say, you know, we were all on a schedule replaying this game so we could record on time. I don't recall the rock, paper, scissors defense uh, mechanic being explained in game, which I understand it was it was 2003. Um, It is briefly mentioned in the game's manual, but. I'd look, I did look through the manual like about halfway through the game to make sure I wasn't missing anything like, oh, is this this is the whole battle flow, right? And I guess I did glance right over that. I did not understand the defense, the defend mechanic at all <laughs> until I was done with the game. Yeah, no, the game, the game does not do a good job explaining that. Like they teach you how to do, you know, heavy attacks and launcher attacks. And that's about it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's the fact that they bothered to put a tutorial with Tails in that comes back. And, and there are other tutorials as well. And I mean, come on, just throw one more in there. Because, yeah, if I kind of knew that, like, especially for some of the very last uh, fights, if I understood that, like, oh, okay, I can, you know, equip this special and defend and this character can't keep spamming me with that, then that might have helped. But, hey... We, we made it through. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I've just recently been playing a lot of Guilty Gear Strive and I it just makes me think of like, you know, fighting game tutorials have gotten so much better over the years. Like I would have loved if the first time you boot up the game, it's like, would you like to see the tutorial? Yes. And they would have just run you through like, hey, here's how the special mechanics and the rock, paper, scissors stuff works. Yeah. And, you know, here, do a three hit combo, do a heavy attack, do a launcher attack and just giving you that right up at the top instead of the briefest of brief tutorials in the uh, story mode. Like I would have maybe left the one about equipping Emerald in there because that's where it's going to be most applicable because that's how you're going to be getting cards. But yeah, though, no, they just don't do a good job of letting you know that stuff. And speaking of which, I think the card stuff is interesting. Like, this, there is a lot of RNG to it. You, oh, is there ever? The odds of you get necessarily, yeah, the odds of you getting doubles is surprisingly high, but I don't hate the idea. I think the other thing that just is most frustrating about that is, you know, you have a hard limit on how much you can equip. Every card has a star value from one to six. And for every star, that's going to require five skill points in, out of your total to equip it. So like... I wish I didn't have to work that out myself, by the way. I wish the game told me that's how that worked. <laughs> I, was... I also did not understand like, okay, where are they getting these point values? And like, I see the stars and I... Yeah, the, you just saying like, oh, each star is five points. Well... That makes a lot of yeah. sense now. <laughs> again, again, they don't tell they don't telegraph that stuff. Like how I had to figure out that oh, the uh, number of points you get at the end of the match is based on how well you do. Like if you for oh. every match, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So every, for every match, you get one point minimum. You get two points if you finish the match without losing a life, and you get five points if you finish the match without getting hit at all. Which is why you can grind that uh, Knuckles fight near the end of his story where it's a one-hit KO no matter what. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Luke was gracious enough to send me a save that I was able to port to my 3DS that had all of the cards unlocked and Emerald's skill limit artificially increased to 999. Um, yeah, because normally it maxes out at 500. <laughs> Which is not enough to equip all the highest level cards. So even if you've maxed it out, you're going to have to make some sacrifices, which... Yeah, that sucks, man. I want... <laughs> it, it does suck, but also having taken those limiters off, <laughs> Emerald with all of the ultimate moves is broken as hell. Yes. yes. I, I will say, like, there are... Okay. <laughs> the game also, uh, you know, uh, during the story does not telegraph when you are going to be playing as 
Emerald or when you are going to be playing as your story character. And sometimes you have to fight Emerald. Oh, man. And if you, <laughs> if you yeah. have yep. your busted ass act, <laughs> Emerald with all the ultimate cards, you're going to have to quit out and take all that shit off. I, I found ways to cheese it. I didn't have to quit, but yeah. <laughs> I, f- I fought with them still turned on. <laughs> oh, no. I, I did not have the patience to get good at the game. <laughs> oh man yeah i i emulated this on the computer and i am an adult with access to the internet who played this game as a kid legitimately (laughs) so i'm not gonna play it legitimately a second time i'm gonna have actual fun (laughs) my my general rule of thumb is that i have if i've done it once legit all bets are off for subsequent playthroughs exactly exactly i I had fun as a kid playing it but i also wanted to have new fun as an adult playing it (laughs) Yeah, yeah especially when we're on a time limit yes (laughs) <laughs> but it was uh i will say like the the way that i was implementing cheats was interesting because at first i was trying to play it legitimately and then uh, I've, like as i was starting to like get more i think into tales story i was like okay i want to i want to be able to just like get cool stuff for emerald off the bat so I, I did that and then i raised this level and then much later on i implemented the uh like the one hit ko's and stuff like that just to make things go faster <laughs> but um yeah still enjoyed myself yeah, it does get to a point, unfortunately. I kind of had this the similar similar uh, frame of mind where I was enjoying playing the game. I, I like the story. I like the characters. But the way they kind of dull out battles after you get through the to- tutorial just kind of gets old. Like they yes. do a... Yeah. Oh, you encounter, if it's a story battle, it'll be, oh, you encounter a named character and they challenge you to a fight and it's the, you know, the first to five KOs or when you tick down the, your opponent's five stocks and then you finish the battle and they say, I'm just getting warmed up. And then you jump right back into another battle, except this time they have 10 stocks and then you repeat that 20, 30 times, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I think 10 KOs like being largely the standard yeah. is so exhausting like I, I enjoy this game but not like 10 ko's enough to be like yeah, yeah. Uh, playing it for that long because it just kind of drags things down i guess it's just to uh to lengthen the game a little bit because th- there is a story in it and there's a significant story but it's not that long you can get through them pretty fast so that's how they drag it out yeah yeah, I think that was our biggest collective gripe against the game. Like as as we've all said, ten KOs over and over is too much. Me personally, I think it would have been great if they, depending on the story, paced it out between like you know ones, threes, and fives as far as KOs, uh, because the fights can go fast if you just get a good loop or if you have a good combo. But just like over and over, basically doing fifteen KOs total, like like multiple times, even just in one episode, let alone every single episode, it gets tiring. <laughs> I guess, you know, we, we transition right into the gameplay because, I mean, Sonic's story is basically mostly tutorial. After you you kind of get through the tutorial with, with Tails, uh, is this where Shadow shows up and just yelling at Sonic to give him the robot so he can destroy it. And I love that there, I don't remember if there's any other, this is one of the only yes or no choices where Shadow says, hand over that robot, and you can say yes or no as Sonic. But uh, if you pick yes, <laughs> Sonic just says, you didn't really think I'd say yes that easily, did you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the illusion of choice in Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Shadow says, then I will destroy you as well. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, you kick his butt and then he's like, oh, ugh, I'm not fully recovered yet. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, my little brother was using the controller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then Ruse, uh, she finally catches up with our boys and after a little light flirting explains that Emerald is like a very dangerous robot that Eggman was trying to form a link with, which is what Sonic did when he showed him his power. And I think Sonic just basically says like, okay, well, he's safe with us because we're the good guys and we just won't let Eggman get a hold of him again. And then you do a couple more tutorials and let's see. Oh, yeah, there is a uh, a robot that looks like Emerald that is robbing a jewelry store. And I think you run off with Sonic, and this is where you fight the uh, the Phi robots, which are, like, Emerald copies that Eggman made that suck. Yeah, like, Emerald generics, essentially, if using Transformers terminology. <laughs> Great value Emeralds. <laughs> uh, by the way, they got that wrong. That should be E120 Phi, not E121 Phi, if you're going by the ordering of the Greek alphabet whoops come on game developers yeah if, if it was e121 it should be kai but some would call it x oh no <laughs> <laughs> the heart some would pronounce it key the keyblade <laughs> um, well sorry i know you're doing the kingdom hearts but when you like put great emphasis on the word x i'm just like oh f-ing hell not that twitter stuff now oh man God. Will that still be relevant by the time this episode comes out? Let's find out. De- depends on if the site still exists. I know. Hey, here's another funny joke for me to bleep out. I hope someone... Oh my gosh. Oops, can't say that on the internet. Oh, I lost my place. Sorry. I'm looking... I think I'm at Battle 7 yeah. in the, the game script. We don't have to be, like, totally, like, granular yeah. about these. I just don't want to miss something important. I think the Fies are... They actually work effectively as generic mooks for you to fight because they all just take all of their attacks from other characters so it's a good way to let you fight their quote unquote move sets without having to look for a cheap excuse to make you fight the actual characters themselves and you know that's something we need to emphasize is that you know since emerald has can you know be customized with all these other characters' moves? That means they resprited literally every other character's attack in this game for Emerald, and yeah. I think that like that is not a you know small amount of work. It's really impressive when you get down to it. It's especially funny because like obviously they'll have like Emerald versions of these things. Like he'll have like for Rouge's like uh, bat face balloon. It's got his face on it, and. Uh, <laughs> and, and and one of my favorite things is like when you use Rouge's like flying abilities. Yeah, you flap his arms yes. on <laughs> instead of using wings. It's very cute. Same with Tails's Tails's flight, where his arms rotate around like a you know oh, like a funny no. robot would instead of <laughs> Tails's tails. Yeah, I, it's, like you said, it is really in depth. Yeah, especially considering that these are you know all sprited instead of you know. And, you know, there have been customized characters before, you know, like Street Fighter EX3 infamously had Ace where you'd be able to give him other characters moves. But, you know, those are 3D where they can just port the animation data over. Mm. These are all, you know, sprites being drawn from scratch. So props to the artist for putting all that effort in. Definitely. But yeah, no, we fight some fights and that's going to be something that happens a lot during this along with guard robos. 
because which are the generic versions of another character by the way um actually we talked about gamma already gamma's back everyone except not really sort of (laughs) yeah kind of sort of i think the 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 biggest thing that happens um you know in the rest of sonic's episode is you continue doing tutorials with tails and then they figure out that emerald is not only powered by chaos emeralds but can sense them and so that also might be why he's attracted to the fike robots because they have chaos emerald shards in them yeah eggman just apparently destroyed a bunch of chaos emeralds like what the hell (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, it's it, it is another like we said, the 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 translation, the grammar is a little wonky. Um, th- This kind of happened in the adventure games, too, where they they switch out saying the chaos emerald and a chaos emerald when I, I think they still are referring to the seven chaos emeralds, because that is what emerald ends up with at the end of this game it's just kind of goofy um and yeah i I can't remember if we mentioned it on air like all the emeralds are green probably just to save space on a game boy advance cart which that's okay it was just (laughs) bringing back archie memories of oh no (laughs) those damn green emeralds but um i think sonic's episode ends with they are going to um oh yeah they, they do go check out uh to knuckles's house <laughs> yeah knuckles has a house by the way that really surprised me uh, for some reason the house is being generous it's more of a hole in the wall with his face on it yeah <laughs> on the way they they do encounter chaos gamma but then after fighting them realize oh no this isn't the gamma we knew and you know we'll see more of that later <laughs> oh man like sorry just it's funny because when they go to meet knuckles they're like hey knuckles is familiar with chaos emeralds isn't he yeah i should think so at this point yeah (laughs) he also will not listen to them when they try and tell him that emerald is not the robot that's been breaking into jewelry stores and they have to beat him up first (laughs) and i'm reminded oh yeah this is how knuckles was back then yeah yeah like (laughs) and was for a very long time it's a big old dummy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, I guess it is pretty bad in this game. I was going to say not as bad as it could be, but it's right up there with like, you know, I've already mentioned like Sonic X, I think was still airing as this game came out. It's pretty much in line with that. Like, oh, Knuckles loves fighting and he's very stoic about the Master Emerald and is a dummy anytime he gets mad. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He. I, I will say, I personally, I think not Knuckles his character gets a little bit better throughout the game because you know starting off yeah. starting off he is the meathead who only responds to strength but at, like when we get to his episode later and he has to be emerald's caretaker he starts to be a little bit more thoughtful especially about what he says <laughs> because I, yeah that's another thing uh, <laughs> as emerald gains chaos emeralds he not only gains more strength but he also gains more just presence of mind and actual artificial intelligence uh and so he it starts off with him like basically parroting what everyone says yeah. like yeah. making their speaking style kind of like you're training in ai that that is something i i think you were you were on the 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 right track there jake that is something i think the 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 game script gets really well done and that is like my favorite jokes is that emerald starts talking like every character that he's Mm -hmm. encounters and so there are really funny moments where he's obviously like being kind of rude like sonic and knuckles but then very polite like tails and cream and oh man it's it got me chuckling it's it's pretty well done it's especially great like in some of the early episodes where where 
Emeril is still kind of learning to talk, basically. And so he's mixing people's different styles of talking. So, like, you get a little bit of, like, Sonic's, like, attitude with some of Tails' like politeness so just like hey it's nice to see you you stank or whatever yeah <laughs> <Stuff like that. laughs> he's like hey you big loser will you train me please it's <laughs> <laughs> very funny yeah so and there's something funny about the fact that he doesn't like have a mouth or anything this is the robot that just has like a face so i can just imagine his eyes lighting up as he says all these little oh yeah things. <laughs> I, al- I always pictured because emerald never officially talks out loud like he's silent in sonic x um if anything i would say i mean it's interesting that we have sonic prime as kind of an example i would say he probably has a voice similar to chaos sonic that's just sonic but with Mm. a slightly different tone and maybe like a gamma voice filter on it yeah and so even though he's changing the way he speaks it's it's just kind of a copy of sonic (laughs) well that's kind of like what it's like in the battles because he'll just quote whoever he's like moves he's using at the time he'll Like, I guess the extreme version of that would be, like, Bumblebee, except he just switches voices every time he's imitating a person. That (laughs) might be a little too much for actual media, but (laughs) just spitballing. Either that or he's like uh, Metal Sonic from the OVA. There's only one Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) Just the one line. I don't think they lay it on that thick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, he's he's got some pretty cute moments <laughs> uh but yeah they beat the shit out of knuckles and he <laughs> lends him his chaos emerald you know the one that knuckles is always carrying around yeah i love the the quotes around it in game and sonic's like hey knuckles thanks for letting us borrow your chaos emerald <laughs> right <laughs> oh it's just silly text formatting <laughs> and whenever a chaos emerald like shows up it slowly descends from the top of the screen we're like yeah <laughs> it's so beautiful <laughs> oh. so if there's multiple ones it's just and multiple shards it's like okay okay come on hurry up i don't have all tech. yeah you get the scary front facing emerald yeah. portrait <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, I've, uh. I've got a long play pulled up right through just to like remind myself of little things. And like after after he gets the one from uh, Knuckles, he's like Sonic Metal Battle Battle, and then like he does like the front oh, facing. Oh yeah, because. <laughs> Because there is, yeah, when he first talks to Sonic, he does, you can kind of parse it. He's like saying, show me your power. I rule, you know, I am everything. I will rule all. And you're like, "Mm, that's a little ominous. Of course, Sonic's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting all right. Yeah, Sonic is a little, I mean, it is a fighting game, so you kind of just have to remember that. He's a a little more hot-headed than I, you know, I would say of sonic the hedgehog than usual as far as him like loving fighting and teaching fighting techniques but he's a bit goku in this one (laughs) yeah it's i mean it's not it's not that bad again i'm like well it's a fighting game like you kind of have to justify why even these friends here are beating each other up like you know he spars with tails and but yeah it's a little it's a little off that is kind of funny to me though because like various times just like hey let's go for let's go train together first one to 10 ko's first one who gets knocked out for real 10 times okay (laughs) let's go friend (laughs) i know that is i I, was at the pre-show i guess it's worth mentioning you know there there are uh, just a handful of voice clips in this game and it's the you know it's uh uh 
this in Sonic Advance 3, it'd be like the last time we hear this cast uh, yeah. in English anyway. And they're all pretty good. Um, you know, I'm still not a huge fan of this this version of Tales, but um, I will say... <laughs> he sounds better in this than he did in Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny. It's, it's Tales and Cream have the best voice clips because... <laughs> I mean, you're hearing these children die and get <laughs> KO'd. <laughs> oh! Oh! Uh, Sonic. Okay! <laughs> yeah. There are some very good, um, like, the the death clips, so to speak, are very good. Like, Sonic's, instead of the traditional Sonic adventure, no! It's, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, of course, my favorite clip of all, Eggman. So long, losers! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good clip. Well, prepare to die. <laughs> He's got some really good ones man it can't be that last battle is so good listening yeah. to those clips i like rouge has a couple of good ones too i like her um hey sugar yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's see what, what you got you, what is that she says when she wins a game because it sounds like to me it sounds like she says girls always lose or something like that no oh. <laughs> girls always lose that's <laughs> winning is everything winning is everything okay that is the complete polar opposite of girls always lose. <laughs> Jake, how could you? Gotta say, this might be the coolest this version of Shadow sounds. I love yeah. his, not only his moves, his sound effects, but yeah, he's got like the best goofy one-liners. I love it. <laughs> I mean, the the biggest things that happens in the story is by the end of it, Emerald always ends up with a Chaos Emerald, whether it's a whole Emerald or defeating enough five robots that each contain an Emerald shard to make a new Chaos Emerald. Yeah. That's pretty much the formula. Yeah. Tails' story is he tries to go to the large, the big laboratory in Central City, but the security guards... <laughs> discriminate against him and tell him to go away <laughs> tails just thinks he can enter a re restricted area like just because and like, i know what no i'd kind of like to see tails get indignant like do you know who i, I know am exactly <laughs> i'm sonic's best friend and i saved station square you awarded me a chaos emerald like a month ago maybe the guards just like racist against furries <laughs> Well, they're not racist against Miss Rouge the Bat, apparently. Yeah, well, she's an agent, you know, a secret agent for the president, so. And Which also gives us our best, like, my favorite quote in the entire game. Here's my pass. Now leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> after you beat Rouge up. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, this is where Tails, like, gets access to the secret file about the Gizoid. Um, which, if, if you... Finish the story mode and then replay all the story again. You actually get a entry for Professor Gerald's diary, which also reveals that like he's the one who like did all this extra work on Emerald and that he's That's right. Kinda, he's yeah. kind of connected to Project Shadow and like the fall of the Ark and the uh, you know the unfortunate death of Maria. But then uh, you know you find out in Shadow's story that they are very much linked, um, and it's not by not by their potential as evil weapons it's by their hearts <laughs> to bring it all back to that yeah but yeah gerald robotnik in this game technically um that always feels like real shit, you know whenever we get any mention of gerald robotnik for some reason it, it's it is interesting that uh it seems like gerald put emerald's override in after the incident on the Ark. So it's interesting that that was like one of the last things he managed to do before he 
completely lost his sanity and was out to murder everybody. Yeah, I do remember, and we talked a lot about this revisiting Sonic Adventure 2, I guess this also kind of confirms that, like, Gerald was not on board the arc when, like, Maria was shot. Um, Like, he was already in custody under gun That's or whoever. Right. Yeah. And so he heard about all of that like secondhand. Um, and I think other, I think Sonic X, the adaption backs that up. Uh, Cause you know, you get his journals there too. It, it just strikes me of like, Oh man, that's like, even more of a tragedy like you know just imagining even in these diary entries like it's two separate entries where he goes from hearing oh no there was an accident on the ark to like learning maria was dead he was not a good guy but also you can kind of see like exactly how he ended up as bad as he did (laughs) I, i like how it fleshed that out a little bit more yeah by the way it's kind of funny that tails uh unlocks all of this backstory and uh, by uncovering this forbidden knowledge, the cops are on his ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guard robos, which, uh, like you said, are just generic copies of Chaos Gamma in this game. It's also worth noting that Tails' bomb weapon is a choo-choo, and that makes me very happy. Yeah. And when we say choo-choo, we mean the choo- the mice from uh, Choo-Choo Rocket. Yep. Not a train. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Or the, the character from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, the Witch from Mercury, Choo-Choo. I was going to say Legend of Zelda, but you go ahead with those deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also, fight, also fights them on top of a dinosaur fossil. I've got this in my notes because I just find it kind of cool that you went to this big building and they've got like dinosaur fossils in the ground. I think, um, yeah, I think it's meant to be, I think the ground floor is meant to be a museum. That's probably what they're yeah. going for. It's like the central laboratory. I guess maybe it's a, a technically a civilian slash government facility. Yeah, it, it's one of those, it's probably one of those cases where if you go above a certain floor, you need special clearance. It looks really cool, though. Yeah. I, yeah, sorry, jumping to Rouge, like, yes, her story opens up with the, the scene with Eggman. She's kind of been hanging around. Um, but yes, jump straight to how she is herself is going to the lab and just yells at the, not even yells at the guard, but yeah, just says, here's my pass, leave me alone. Oh, my apologies, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> I think he calls her Madam. <laughs> oh, Madam Rouge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that she goes on there and she finds out someone else is also on like the uh the database who is this person dr eggman who is logged in under his real name (laughs) he's like he's like on the side of the street like next to a hot dog vendor with a laptop out (laughs) he should really use like a vpn or something this episode sponsored by <laughs> absolutely yeah, not. No, it's not. <laughs> Eggman brand, Eggman brand VPN. What'll I do with your data? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Quadruple encrypted. Eggcrypted. A. Yeah, of course. That's why it's called E G G G. I'm sorry. Just the idea that you say egg cryptid makes me think of like some Eggman in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Egg. Wandering around in his pajamas, the Bigfoot photo. Oh God, no! It's, it's the Slender Egg. <laughs> ah, that is an unproduced, like Deco and Boko gag in a, a non-existent Sonic X episode. <laughs> but it's but it's the version of him where it's like every time he gets closer, it's give me twenty dollars. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
you know, we're we're talking about Rouge. Stuff happens in hers. <laughs> I, I we're really Shadow crashes on her couch. Yeah. That okay. B- before we get into Amy's story, which is the the negative part of this episode, I do yes. want to talk about. I really do like Rouge and Shadow's dynamic here. Um, I, I was just talking to to some some friends of mine about how I'm of like two worlds about how Shadow Rouge and Omega, who's mentioned in this game but is not in it, so we know it comes after Heroes. Yeah, she just thinks that Gamma looks like Omega because she has no frame of reference otherwise. Yeah, especially modern. I'm just going to call them Team Dark because, you know, that's their fan name that's in Heroes. At first, I was really down on the idea that they're not. Sega came out and said, like, oh, or they're not like friends, friends. And I was like, well, why can't they just hang out? I But I like mm-hmm. the their di- Rouge and Shadow in this game. I like their dynamic of where Shadow is like cold and standoffish but there are brief moments where he does like open up and like thank rouge for like you know he passes out after several battles and she drags him back to her club and she says something funny like you know i could have just left you there and taken my loot and uh you know she's being very flippant and then he turns and says like a genuine like oh thank you and it actually flusters her and that's kind of great yes yeah, cute and like going forward um i, I feel like I like that dynamic. Um, I think even there was something someone pointed out to me uh, uh, that they have been referred to as a group of like, not necessarily friends, but they do trust each other and kind of their group is kind of inseparable. Like if you give them the option, they're always going to work together. And I like to read it in between the lines. That means like, yeah, they're friends. They're just, you know, they're not going to shout it to the mountains. You know, they're not going to go get coffee or go shopping, but like, and that's fine. They're always going to choose to work together. Yeah. I agree. Some friendships are like that. You know, some people have different, like, you know, boundaries and whatnot. Uh, it's cute. I like it. Yeah, it's more complex than I was giving it credit for. And um, I hope, that, you know, this game is very old. Um, <laughs> and I was glad to see that here. And I hope in, like, future media, I would love to see, like, Rouge and Shadow interact more in that way. Um, by the way, just while we're on the Rouge topic, I do like that she she lives in, like, what looks like a sort of red light district called Night Babylon. Um, yeah. Which is, I saw, which is sort of like a Casino Nights, Casinopolis kind of place. Uh, it seems to be, like, the baddie area, and, uh, well, some would say Rouge is a baddie. Uh, <laughs> and, it, you know, it's, it's, it's quite cool to me that, like, I don't. I just sort of imagine it like a Camarocho, uh, where she's got a club mm-hmm. at the very top, where which is apparently a battle club. Before you get I was all about excited. to say, <laughs> it, they. I think that's kind of a built-in joke where you're like, "Oh, Rouge has her own place. Well, is it a cafe? Is it a club? Is it a bar? A casino? Oh no, it's a battle club. It's a dojo. <laughs> People <laughs> like, beat each other up here too. <laughs> like I, I feel like the idea of Rouge owning this big casino battle club thing is like ripe for somebody to mind that and like really dig in on the stuff that goes on in there. Like I feel like there is a there are a lot of really interesting stories that can be told there. I would not be surprised if she's got like some sort of secret government installation underneath the place, but she's this <laughs> she's always got some kind of grind going. <laughs> I, I feel like in not revisit not really revisiting Babylon, there's a lot or uh battle in general there's just a lot of missed opportunities to further flesh out the world there 
I mean, this is an attempt at doing, like, giving Sonic a kind of a little world, a consistent world for a change that isn't just like, hey, look, it's Green Hill, the only place Sonic and friends live. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we've said it before on this show, but I mean, I would love somehow, some way, like we said, back when you could do little spinoff titles, the Like a Dragon team take a character and mm-hmm. do something like that. Like you said, like little night Babylon is kind of like its own mini Camarocho and you could do like, Oh, what if it was a game in the the vein of like judgment and you were Rouge doing secret agent, shit, but also running like your semi illegal casinos on the side. So, <laughs> so you've got your little, uh, your little nest egg when the, the secret agent stuff goes under. This potential idea is a lot more interesting than a lot of the stuff we get in these stories uh, yeah. of Sonic Battle, sadly. <laughs> it's more of the, the possibilities rather than what we get. And what we actually get is um, some, well, Amy shows up in well, this Ru- one. Rue's trying to teach Emerald to be a thief and so she he can uh, steal gems for her. That's true. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. I don't think it's until later he does start calling her Mama Rouge, which, I mean, <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head was Mama Luigi! <laughs> but, uh, not exactly the same. Not quite. <laughs> sorry, what comes to my head, my head is Mommy. Sorry. Mommy. Yeah. Sorry. Mommy. Sorry. <laughs> mommy. <laughs> but Rouge does encounter Amy here in this storyline, and this is where we get our first glimpses that maybe things aren't great on the female writing side of things because amy has a bit of a delusion about like it's not unusual for amy to jump to conclusions about sonic but when she finds out that then Tails says that ml is like um sonic's baby she's like he's practicing for when we get married (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) yeah i want to be clear like i've mentioned i've been rewatching sonic x i i like that show fine um i do have to remind myself that it was the era like you said where knuckles was a big dum-dum and the only thing amy had going for her in her character was that she was obsessed with chasing Sonic around and forcing him to marry her. I want you to remember that. And then when I say that this is the worst I have ever seen Amy treated in official media at this time... I, it's it's nuts it's man like you, you were you said you you said that she was delusional like you weren't joking she is literally not mentally well in no, this game for no sure. there is a not. moment there is a moment where she loses co- she's about to lose consciousness and she thinks she sees sonic and she's like oh sonic you came and then you have a fight against her and the the <laughs> delusional Sonic that she conjures from her brain, apparently. <laughs> Hard light Sonic. <laughs> yeah. <I> get- <laughs> yeah, it's it's really bad. Like, I, I really don't know what else to say, except it's it's bad and gross. Like, through Amy's story, you find out she's been practicing um, her combat. She calls it boxer sizing, which is cute. There are things in Amy's story that are cute on their own. Like the, you know, calling Emerald you know treating him like a baby and having emerald call her mom like that's cute it's combined with everything else it's the fact that she's uh constantly working out and exercising because she thinks she needs to lose weight so sonic will like her better and also going on like extreme diets and making emerald uh count her calories it's just fucking gross it sucks like i i feel like i could fix the whole thing in just a few sentences Amy still boxer sizes, but she says that that's like her regular training routine because that's how she manages to 
put so much weight behind her hammer when she swings it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, or or, or or give it something a little less, like, extreme, like, oh, and that's how she can keep up with Sonic. Like, even that's not good, but it's better than what's in the text. Yeah, and if you want to fix the whole, well, we'll get to it when we get to Amy's story, but. Well, I think we're kind of in it right now, aren't we? <laughs> well, we'll, yeah, we'll get to it, but jeez, man. I don't want to sound like I'm getting up on some like high horse, like, you know, like I've read feminist theory and this is no, I- I'm saying that this is bad for Amy's character. Yeah. And like, if I had a kid that was playing this game, I would like literally sit them down and said like, oh, I know Amy's funny, but you know that you shouldn't do that, right? You shouldn't diet and exercise just so somebody, you know, will like you like that's. It's, this, I have yeah, literally man. seen that plot in very special episodes of stuff. Right. And this is played for laughs, kind of, I think. Oh, no. Everyone is laughing at her. Like, you know, the one funny bit is they they managed to get the the jokes from Sonic Heroes right in this English version to where Amy's running around with cream and says something like, oh, that's what I'll do. You know, I'll I'll climb the tallest building and backflip off and then Sonic will like me. And cream will say something like, I don't think that'll work. And Amy will go, what did you just say? Oh, nothing. (laughs) And... You know, like I said, it, that is funny in a vacuum, but I'm, like you said, Amy is like deranged in this. She loses consciousness multiple times from exercising too hard. It's, oh boy. We, we, we With had all to the talk calorie about, cutting, she's probably not eating either. Uh, yeah. No. Oh yeah. There's a, a line later where Emerald literally says like, you know, be sure to eat like lots of salad with no dressing drink a, drink and limit your daily calories to 700, which is starving yourself yes, like you know there, yeah. there is things to talk about like the whole old you know in america it's like oh two thousand calories a day no 700 calories is like that's like half lunch for me <laughs> <laughs> granted she is a very small hedgehog but i still don't think it applies because these are furry people man yeah. it feels gross and then this is part where she says, I'm going to go out and get out the, buy the super diet machine that I saw in an ad. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What is, oh man, it's just real bad. It's real bad. <laughs> and what if, what, do you know what it comes down to? I don't think this would make Sonic like her anymore anyway. I don't think it like the problem is, is that Amy is overweight. But I know like the whole thing is Amy is kind of delusional about Sonic and haha, she doesn't really know. But like, I don't know. It's just the very fact that she's still doing this. And then Cream is like, oh, she's doing this for Sonic because she will do anything for because she loves someone. I'm just like, you, you can't <laughs> yeah. try and make a point out of this. To, to be fair, I think I'm pretty sure even Cream is like, yo, this is stop, please. This yeah, is Cream, not healthy. Yeah, Cream even says that. Well, Cream is more complaining about the fact that they're the sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But Cream is more complaining about the fact that she keeps beating the shit out of her in boxer size. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. God, making this tiny child, you know, even if the characters like don't have canon ages anymore, like Cream is a baby. I mean, cream is yeah. a baby. Like, yeah, I, it's like Cream Tales, etc. Like, you know, and Amy is. Oh, man. Where's Vanilla? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, are, are they roommates? It's hard to say. Cream like stays at her apartment slash training dojo sometimes. Like she says, you stay here with the. <sighs> 
I understand a lot of people grew up and this is the only Amy they knew, whether they started with Sonic X or Sonic Heroes. And it's not as bad in Sonic Heroes. Like there is an element of comedy to it to where, you know, she's chasing Sonic, but then Cream and Big are along with her because that'll let them find, you know, Chocola and Froggy. And there's little jokes, but I mean... This is just way too much, man. I have no nostalgia for when this is all Amy had going for. Her. And it was. Like, I think people forget that even though classic Amy shows up a lot now, and, you know, that's a whole other subject. Like, Amy didn't really have a quote-unquote canon personality in the games until Sonic Adventure. And, you know, we beat this drum over and over that Amy's story in Sonic Adventure is pretty good. Like she literally learns to be more independent and not give up on her, uh, uh, you know, her crush on Sonic, but to be her own person. And then, yeah, they just kind of throw that away. Like Sonic Adventure 2, again, it's not that bad, even though she, <laughs> you know, the plot hinges on her being so obsessed with Sonic, she can't tell Shadow apart from him. <laughs> But yeah, this is just, this is the worst I ever remember it being. And I'm just so glad they don't do that anymore. That they've allowed Amy, whether it's, you know, whether you want to be cynical and say, oh, you know, it's it's the Sega's a corporation realizing they need to streamline the characters or... All these woke corporations (laughs) (laughs) make women not have characters. And while I will admit that there's always been an element of like, these days, there is an element of like trying to remove the femininity from a character in a cynical way to be like oh now they're a strong character because they don't act like a girly girl i hate that but i don't think that's what's going on with amy because amy was just not good for a long time not her fault just just written that way I, I can only speak for myself. I much prefer an Amy who still admires Sonic, follows him around, but is also her own person who is still, like you said, like is also like a capable fighter, very strong, but also is feminine and has tea parties and still hangs out with cream and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I, it's it's just done so much better now. And I just, I look forward more to that. I do not want to look backward to this Amy Rose. Like, I felt so bad. We're going to have an Amy Rose episode eventually where we talk about the many facets of her character and how bad they've been in many, many games and media products. But I'm just going to say, and I said this on Twitter as well, I've just said it's, I'm glad that Amy in the games now has somewhat moved past her obsession with chasing after Sonic, but us STC fans have had an Amy that got yeah. moved past her fixation on Sonic many, many years ago. <laughs> so we're ahead of the game. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> Again, I can fix oh, this in a boy. few sentences. We scale her back to maybe Sonic Adventure 2 levels of Sonic obsession. Somebody comments like, I guess that makes I guess that makes Sonic his dad. And Emerald just immediately comes to the conclusion that Amy is his mom and she gets flustered and like she starts trying to be motherly just because Emerald has developed this, you know, baby bird like attachment to her. And rather than it doing it to like train or like practice for when she and Sonic, blah, blah, blah. No, she's doing it basically to entertain his beliefs and because she's maybe like kind of into the idea yeah and then it just becomes like second nature when he calls her you know mom yeah put put the like put the onus on like on her and her relationship with emerald and you, there, there are ways to do it without having those problematic elements to it but they'd rather have a hysterical woman character yep. because that's funny everyone yep isn't that funny, so funny. 
even like you said in Sonic Adventure 2, like at least Amy had some jokes, you know, like I love uh, again, rewatching the, the Sonic X episodes that use a lot of the same Japanese script. Like it's funny when Amy drops in and Sonic's in prison and she's trying to say like, and Amy's here to rescue you, Sonic. And he's just like, oh, man, I got to find that big hedgehog. And she's like, well, I'll let you out if you marry me. And he's like, I can get out on my own. <laughs> you know, it's it's at least it's funny. And they are talking to each other as yeah. like two characters. And this, I mean, I, I don't even remember like the, the number of times Sonic directly addresses her in Sonic Battle. He's just literally like, oh, yeah, hey, Amy. I'm running away now. Like nine out of ten interactions with Amy in this game are, I got to go. Woo. But that's a char- <laughs> that's enough character for people apparently. Anyway, yeah, sorry. We don't want to make to have an Amy manifesto here, but it's worth acknowledging because this is bad. It's yes. real bad. Yeah. By the way, Rouge the Bat storyline, uh just wanted to wrap yeah. that up because she takes she takes ML to a building that has a chaos emerald in it. Just a building. It never states what what it is or why it's there, but it's a building. In a building. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he he picks a lock and then and then uh Sonic and the gang show up and like, whoa, don't do that and then they gang up on a uh, all the men <laughs> gang up on a woman and it's great. Woo, <laughs> what's this? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry yes, yeah, so when I wrote that in the outline I saw the little emote you put on the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, after you have to fight against all these uh, people ganging up on you, <laughs> um, it, it's, I just want to point out that at the end, because because of like contextually, it makes sense for Rouge to to say this because of what's going on with Amel's storyline with with Amy. But <laughs> she does say at the end of all leaving Amel with Sonic. Um, good luck with everything, Daddy. <laughs> In this day and age, that's a thing that would be interesting to hear from Rouge. The <laughs> See, she she does have a couple of really good lines like yes. that. Like, I think I, I again, rewatching Sonic X, like, she has a few lines like that in the show where it's like, oh, Rouge, you're just saying that to make someone blush. <laughs> and it's working. Yeah. yeah. And it's working. <laughs> I feel like that would go right over at least Sonic in this game's head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever you say. Then we go to Knuckles, by the way. Um, at this point, Ramel's just learning lots of rude words, like a parrot, like, you know, it's <laughs> just like teaching him all the bad things. He's only like developing a little bit with each Chaos Emerald. I don't think anything of real story significance happens in Knuckles' episode. It's mostly just, no. he, he mostly just takes Emerald under his wing. It's just like, here's how to be tough. He tries to toughen him up, and then he loses him in Night Babylon after a while. And at one point, like, Knuckles gets, like, accused of vandalism and keeps getting thrown out of stores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, was I the only one who made the mistake of, there's a part in Knuckles' story where you have to revisit some of the places in Night Babylon. Kept going to the wrong one, yeah. didn't know which one to go to. Yes. Yep. And got absolutely bodied by the two Phi robots that are, I think, copying Shadow and Rouge's moves. Oh, and I'm like, I 
they're, they're, it's the wombo combo. I can't do anything. <laughs> that ain't Falco. It's pretty bad. Because, I had to like, shut the you... game off. <laughs> <laughs> because whenever you're getting in a fight against enemies and you're just playing as, like, you know, one of the named characters, you're not getting any skills or, like, SP for it. So it's a waste of time doing 10 yeah. KO battles over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> and, like, there, that's, that's a kind of a common issue in this game is that they don't always do a good job of signposting where you're wa- where you want to go or where your uh, uh, next target is so you will sometimes get like sucked into a battle against a couple of fies that just goes on way too long just because you picked the wrong place to go i think i think it's very well it, it is intentional because they put that there but i was the way i was going to say it was that it, i think it's very intentional that they do that because it's just another way to extend the game out yeah, it's just length, artificial length for me. Um, I just wanted to point out, during this storyline, uh, at one point Rouge points out, oh, that's not Gamma. It, th- that robot you saw isn't actually Gamma. It's, it just probably just has parts that you recognize. Yes, all of the parts of Gamma in the right places they were before he was destroyed. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but I, I do like the idea that, you know, this kind of confirms that Egg, part of Eggman's forces is that he recycles parts from old robots that have been destroyed and that's how he's able to build as many robots as quickly as he can maybe maybe they're maybe they're like legos where you know it's not easy to break the actual pieces it's just a matter of putting them back together if they fall apart so you don't have to worry about actually replacing anything Oh, now I want my Gamma Legos figure. You know? <laughs> That'd be cool. The possibility still exists. I do even think that there's, once you make it inside uh, Eggman's uh, base, which is called Gimme Shelter, I'm <laughs> assuming after the Stone song. I think yeah. so. Which is funny to me that, like, sorry, like, leading up to that, Eggman is just, like, t- doing the worst, like, the most blatant thing. It's just like, I have been defeated. I must retreat to Gimme Shelter. They'll never find me in Gimme Shelter, <laughs> located in Night Babylon. <laughs> well, I think that that was, he was intentionally trying to lead him into a trap, but he's oh, just absolutely. a very good actor. It's very funny the way he says it. <laughs> yeah. The entrance looks like my face. <laughs> You should see the exit. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I thought about myself when yeah. I was while playing it. <laughs> oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I think there literally is in Gimme Shelter other like cases from the original E-series. Uh, I think it's the is it the orange and the blue one, which is Epsilon or Delta. It, it was, it was like the, you said. I think it was the green one and another red one. Okay. Chaos Gamma is... Every time you encounter him, like the first few times, it's like characters that knew the original Gamma who are like, whoa, dude, what's up? But he did they ever actually go anywhere with him? He keeps taking emerald shards and and talking about I I can't remember. I thought he mentioned like fulfilling something. At one point, he wants revenge on Emerald for taking his emerald like but that doesn't come in until a later story. I also like that this confirms that Eggman sells old robots on the side to make quick cash. And that's where all of the guard (laughs) robo come from. Breezy. I don't know. I I know it's not the Gamma. I I guess I was remembering a storyline that wasn't there. I I think it's cool. I think it's, um, you know, it's not Gamma's original voice. I think. uh, Yeah, it's 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 John St. John doing. uh, Yeah. The few lines that are there. 
it's just a, it's a different filter. I remember we in a in a call like that was not recorded. We figured out like <laughs> exactly how to reproduce like Omega and Gamma's voices. Yeah, with different different filtering. It's like oh yeah, it's a, it's a, it's John St. John doing an Omega, but it's just a different filter, and it sounds great. That's really interesting, actually. Sorry, um, I was going to say, I believe um, Steve Brody, the original English Gamma, I believe he'd passed away by this point. Oh, I think that's right, yeah. I've said the other thing about like Gamma here is he does... He, he, it obviously isn't the same Gamma because it doesn't have the uh, the bird in him, but also he's got a bit of an attitude, I think. Like, he's actually got a bit more sentience than the regular Gamma, at least like how he started off with. He's just He starts getting pissed off at, like, Emeril and stuff. Yeah, by, by the time we get to Cream's story, he's real mad. Yeah, he's spiteful as fuck. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but weird for Gamma, though. Yeah. But yeah, at one point, you know, they get into Gimme Shelter and... Knuckles falls into Eggman's spiky rodent trap. <laughs> the, okay, this is really what I meant when I said the uh, the portraits have limited animation because this, you know, this comes back later. This whatever this trap is, yeah. I'm assuming it's some kind of electricity. Because <laughs> by the end of it, Eggman falls into it, and it's just like. <laughs> two straight minutes of his portrait <laughs> vibrating and him going, Wah! ow, wow, can't be. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's mainly, that's mainly cream's uh, story portion. Yeah. Where her and her and Emerald are hanging out. They get caught by Eggman. He's trying to use them to lure Sonic into a trap. And Emerald is very gung ho saying, Oh, we got to fight our way out of here. We got to make it past that gamma robot. And cream is, you know, like we said, cream's a, She's a little baby. She doesn't want to have to fight. She doesn't want to make people cry. In those fights, she just stands there not doing anything. Yeah. And you have to <laughs> you basically have to protect, protect her, her, which I, I think is a really fun way of kind of showing that through gameplay. Yeah, it's not that bad. It is, but like if you're the kind of person who's like str- like doesn't have the best skills at that point, I'm assuming yeah. <laughs> you're like you're getting f-ed in your partner, and your partner's over in the corner just like swaying back and forth and doing a little funny little cute dance. <laughs> like, oh, cream, help me! <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to bring more heart into this world. Help! They're hurting me. <laughs> they're ripping my arms off. It is kind of cute that, um, like, Cheese is the one that's finally like, come on, Cream, we gotta fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she learns, like, oh, okay, we can fight together, and it's okay, because I'm protecting my friends, and these are just- And I will throw down Omo Chow bombs. Yes. <laughs> I just, sorry, I love the idea that Cream is a pacifist, but Cheese is like, takes no mercy. <laughs> yeah. No. Cheese is the- He's got a taste for blood. Yeah, Cheese is the gremlin on her shoulder. <laughs> this is also one of the times where you do a lot of fighting against Emerald, and like we said before, if you have cheated your way into a super maxed out Emerald, boy, are those fights tough. <laughs> yeah, take ten KOs off the after off the ultimate uh, weapon of destruction here. <laughs> Oh, you know, that that bit with with cheese and uh, cream is like one of the only things that makes it in like one to one into the Sonic X episodes where like they're the ones that figure out how to defeat the emerald crazed uh, emerald at the end of those episodes. Yeah. You know, I also forgot when, you know, they fight and blow up emerald. There's just a solid, solid like minute and a half of cream and cheese like crying uncontrollably before the credits hit on that episode. Yeah. 
I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of a lot, but hey, that's like some one. That's like some One Piece levels of like sadness porn. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They got the big nasty tears and everything, and they're <laughs> holding it together. And then Emerald King explodes, and they're showered <laughs> with water, and there's a rainbow, and they just start. <laughs> crying and everybody else is just watching like it had to end this way sonic even says that like we can help them fight and sonic's like no cream and cheese have to end this themselves (laughs) (laughs) cream and cheese and as and as uh as cream is wrapped with emotion we slowly zoom in and suddenly she does the rabbits (laughs) (laughs) man still one of my favorite gags we did The only that's the one. closest thing we got to abridging that actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday. Oh man, oh, now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's ba- that's basically cream story. They get abducted. Gamma gets real, real, real mad, and uh, Emerald teaches her to that pacifism is dumb for babies, and she should <laughs> beat the shit out of people. And then they win and they escape and Eggman gets stuck in his own trap and it's all very good. And we we mostly glossed over Amy's story. We talked about the broad beats. That's another one where they get animals. But I, one of the things I do like is that Amy uses weighted training gear like she's a fucking Dragon Ball character. Like Rock Lee, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> You literally have that scene with Cream where, I mean, she basically gives the the reaction you would expect from a character. It's like, oh my goodness, you were wearing those the entire time? <laughs> like, I would change a lot of things about Amy's story. That is one thing I would not change yeah. in one bit. She has her, her Goku moment. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's us, that's us just basically giving some lip service to the Amy story that we skimmed over because we spent all that time talking about how bad she is in this game and I don't want to talk about her anymore yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Amy Rose, you deserve better So then this. let's talk about Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. He's the coolest. <laughs> oh, yeah. He really just needs to go to therapy at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like bet. 99% of what's wrong with Shadow in this game could be fixed if he would just go to therapy. I mean, that's also true for most games, but this one in particular. <laughs> that is kind of the the uh the service of like Gerald's diary. Like Shadow himself doesn't get, you know, it's like a very in-game thing, but it is kind of in like the epilogue of the story like Shadow is realizing like, "Oh, I guess I'm not as fucked up and bad as I thought I was." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of Shadow's story is, you know, him learning about the Gizoid and its link to, you know, his own past and kind of he's really going after Emerald because of his own s- sort of self-loathing and believing that weapons like he and Emerald don't deserve to exist and going through this whole crisis of faith thing. And I I think that that's an interesting, you know, character arc for him to be dealing with in this game in particular. And I'm glad that they, for the most part, I think that they did a good job with it. I, I like that he says several times uh, that he doesn't want, want what happened to him to happen to anyone else. And he believes that Emerald is like a catalyst for like a, a tragedy that befe- that befell Maria to happen again. Like even, even, even if he doesn't totally understand like just how powerful Emerald is right away, he recognizes that he's a weapon like he is and how shadow himself almost destroyed the world out of a, 
uh, yeah. his his tempered with memories and his false sense of revenge. Like also, also, I know we talked about it a little bit when we were in the Sonic Adventure two episode, but this is like maximum theater kid shadow. Like he sees yeah. he sees oh, the yes. stuff with uh, Emerald going on, and I kid you not, his line is "So begins our path to ruin." Like, come <laughs> yeah, on, my dude, he's got some hard go, lines. Go post man. on your MySpace or something. <laughs> Or even like, like there's several times in the beginning where Shadow is, and it's kind of vague because this is supposed to be after Heroes, but I guess you could gather maybe even in Heroes, he wasn't fully like recovered from, you know, surviving his death in Sonic Adventure 2. But he does have a few times where, you know, he gets blasted by like a jobber robot and, you know, like Rouge even says like, that was just a random robot. What's wrong? And Shadow's like, oh, it's nothing. I'll be fine. And then he passes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I'm exaggerating the voice. Like this is the, you know, this is the shadow I like. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love there's a line where Rouge is debating with him about, you know, how dangerous Emerald is. And she's like, well, you've never used your power selfishly or recklessly. Citation needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just want to take a moment. Sorry, you were saying, Jeremy? No, I was saying, I don't think there's any implications with this line, but I do like how uh, Rouge says once she gets Shadow back to her club and he's resting, she does say, you know, he's not bad looking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like there is some weird, you know, romantic tension between Shadow and Rouge in this game. I feel like there's a couple of lines like that. Oh, Rouge... Come on, he's old enough to be a dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would take it as it's just her being playful or, yeah. or you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like something, she would never say that to him out loud. You know, he's unconscious there, but she is admiring that like, you know, it's kind of a zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just want to take a moment, by the way, to acknowledge that at one point Sonic says, I've heard gathering the seven Chaos Emeralds grants one unlimited energy. Where'd you hear that from, Sonic? Uh, Like, all the times you did that? (laughs) With Shadow? Yeah. Yeah. Dummy? You kind of taught him to do it? (laughs) There's there's a lot of those things, but yeah, no, it basically ends with Shadow more or less coming to grips with his feelings towards Emerald and towards himself, giving him the last uh, Chaos Emerald and then using the keyword Gerald installed into Emerald to override whatever destructive uh, impulses Emerald still had within him, which is, of course, Maria's last words, bring hope to humanity. That might be my favorite scene is where Shadow, I guess Shadow does get to read Gerald's diary, uh, at least for the most part, because yeah. he is revealed to that, that Gerald couldn't destroy Emerald the Gizoid when he realized he was a horrendously powerful weapon that could destroy the planet but he could reprogram his artificial intelligence to uh, he calls it emotion based like basically gave emerald a personality and then yes put the the key word in there to to activate his programming and override his destructive instincts is to yes what he understood to be the final words of his beloved granddaughter is bring hope to humanity it's too bad Maria's final words are actually, oh, fuck, they shot me. They're really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a kid. Oh, I wish Shadow was back here so I could tell him to fuck 
they kill everyone, these bastards. Oh my god. He sounded he started to sound like Carl Weezer there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Maria. Oh Jimmy, I think I got shot in the pelvis. Give them a chance to be happy. For all the llamas living on that planet. <laughs> Oh my god. I'd lost my place again. I'm sorry. To find <laughs> yeah, the, the, the cool that is, line from Shadow. Yeah, yeah, no, that's basically where Shadow's story ends with, you know, everything's gonna be alright. Oh wait, Emerald has a story too. Uh-oh. <laughs> Indulge me, let me read out Shadow's he's reading the keyword. Please. Please do. <laughs> this is where Shadow gives him the final Chaos Emerald. Now he's armed with the key phrase. He's trusting in Professor Gerald once again. And he says, Gizoid, ancient weapon of legend. I, as your new master, command you, bring hope to humanity. And it's just so f***ing cool. I love Shadow in this game. <laughs> uh, we had to sacrifice Amy for Shadow's characterization in this. Of course one. we did. It was the early 2000s. I know. He has he has one more because Rouge even says, like, you know, or he wants to fight Emerald one last time. And he says, oh, are you sure about that? You don't have your Chaos Emerald. And he says, I no longer need it. I have Maria in my heart. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I love it. Oh, now Emerald is here. The final story. I I made a note that like going into Emerald's story. I mean, of course, you, you know the story is pretty much centered around him. But in a way, like I got the same feeling I got like unlocking Supersonics part of Sonic Adventure One. Like it's still an like an important part of the story, but also feels like a really good bonus part of the story. I mean, it's it's interesting that it's like the culmination of the whole journey. Yeah, like you are. It's it's cool how you are like playing as these main characters for the most part but for a lot of them like for the whole half of uh back half of shadow's story you are playing as emerald like shadow is just leading you around yeah um and then by the time yeah, you, you go around to fight everyone again as well like as as emerald so and then you you fight shadow and then sonic is like Did the, can i join in too like oh sure come on and then it's you beat them both up and Emerald gives a, it's a cute little speech. He's like, ah, oh, thank you, Shadow and Sonic. I'm so glad to have met you and learned my true program, you know, the true meaning behind my program. And I'm going to have fun and nothing bad is ever going to happen again. Uh... <laughs> and then Emerald's internal dialogue is overwhelming power, overwhelming power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the narrator. <laughs> Something bad did happen. <laughs> Ron Howard voice. It did. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So the death egg is back. Yeah, it sure oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> Briefly mentioned in a previous episode, it's there. It's a it's a teeny little spot in the sky, but you can tell. You can go there. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they don't really get into it. Eggman has basically created like his own space colony arc eclipse cannon. And you think, oh, no, he's going to power it up and shoot the Earth or something. We better go stop him. Well, but, uh em emerald wants to be the one to fight him because you know eggman's the one that wanted him to be a weapon there's only there's only enough charge to send one of us up there i'll do it uh this uh, yeah this happened you do fight eggman which is pretty well, here, here's the thing he's got you, like, a, like you see the death egg and he's like they give you the opportunity to like 
have Emeril fight a bunch of characters to train up, get skill cards and everything. This is the best way to, like, if there are more skill cards you need, this is the best way to farm them is to fight all of these enemies. And it's also like where you can go to the sonic team building and get your password cards enter the passwords and get the super overpowered uh like basically ultra combos from killer instinct basically yeah (laughs) like they are so ridiculous like anywhere enemies are around you if they get sucked into that they are dead yeah and since and here's the thing (laughs) since those uh since it starts out with a bunch of like rapid fire kicks and punches those are not auto blocked because they're not the special attack part so you can use that to cheat your way through shields but the other thing that's interesting about this is this this is the one time in the story we get to fight Chaos, the god of destruction. Yeah, he's yep, here. He's yeah. here too. For <laughs> some reason. <laughs> yeah, Knuckles is just like, as soon as a death egg showed up, the crater froze over and chaos appeared. No idea why. Apparently he shows up in times of great crisis, I think is what he says. At yeah, some that's, point. that's one way to say it. Sometimes he causes those crises. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> he summers here. Oh, yep. man. I think this is the point in the game where you can do Tails's virtual training, yep. which I think is the only way to get the ultimate cards. You can Sometimes you can get them very, very, very rarely from random battles, but generally speaking, you have a better chance in uh, by doing Tails VR training, which is just like traditional fighting game survival mode, random opponents, random arenas last as long as you can or at least like I th- it might be five matches i can't remember uh, i did it like it was like s- maybe around six or seven maybe eight matches the first time then the second time i did it it went on for like 12 or so and i was getting rather sick of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it takes a lot of grinding that's for sure yeah but it, it's a it's a lot of grinding but it's also easier probably easier to do than a lot of other uh you know ways of doing that especially since you're still getting skill points but yeah, no, once once who once the player feels like they're ready to go, Emerald takes the teleporter up to the death egg, which I did not realize until very, very late that oh no, you have to go to the death egg by, you know, literally clicking on it on the world map. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> I I also briefly got stuck thinking like, do I just fight chaos over and over? I, I thought oh, I had to go okay. back to the ruins where they had that conversation like you know, once you feel you're ready, go, like, we'll send you off. And I assume that that means, oh, just come back here. But no, you got to literally go to the Death Egg. And there's Eggman. Yep. He's got a big old uh, sprite on the, you know, the world yeah. sprite. And he's going like, ah, he's got his hands up and <laughs> it's very funny. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then when you fight him, it's uh looks like a sure does look like his sprite from the advanced. Yeah, games, I think they might have repurposed like those or like at the very least, I think the red shielding around it is new on the hovercraft is new. But yeah, no, like, yes, he's got a kitted out Eggmobile. Yeah, there, there's a part <laughs> of me that really would have liked it if uh, Eggman had been a regular playable character. We would have gotten to fight him more often, but Oh, you would have needed to completely rebalance that entire encounter and redo his moveset from the ground up to make him work as a playable character. It just would not have been any good otherwise. No, I I saw some people talking about there are game shark codes that make him playable, but it's just busted as hell. I thought it was interesting that this 
Eggmobile is apparent was apparently an alternate costume in that Sega Heroes mobile game. Yeah, I remember that. Like, what a pull! <laughs> I did <laughs> not know that. <laughs> Interesting. But after you manage to defeat Eggman twice, getting a total of 15 KOs in two different battles, which, man, he can get you. Those missiles are a pain in the ass. Yeah. But uh, he fires his whatever Final it's Egg Blaster. Yes. But instead of aiming it towards the planet, he just shoots an empty part of space. But this uh, disgustingly powerful show of strength is enough to put emerald back into link here's mode. the thing he created a cannon that was strong enough to destroy stars like multiple yeah what the actual fuck <laughs> yeah he does literally say look all those stars over there have been destroyed but yeah, sure enough it was enough to put him back into link mode and uh you know it's disappointing uh, uh, a bunch of uh like binary flashes up that is supposed to be emeralds programming it doesn't translate to anything it's also it's weird and multicolored <laughs> for some reason yeah maybe hey it's sonic sonic's world binary it's not the same yeah. as it represents all of his colorful friends i suppose uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i actually i i took the time to like type out a bunch of the ones and zeros i, I don't Jake, think i did no. every single one <laughs> i was curious and i found like a binary to english translator and it was nothing so I was like, yeah, yeah. it's just a, a lot of gibberish. Uh, I was like, well, I wasted oh, wow. three minutes. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, yeah, maybe the different colors, maybe it's Gerald's programming, uh, desperately fighting against his, you know, his original ancient programming. And, oh, it's dramatic. Cause, That's a word for it. Yeah. He can't, he can't hold, he can't hold all the power. It's, it's tearing him apart inside. He's got to destroy the world. Yeah. This is where Sonic gets real, um, uh, he he starts using all these exclamation points. He's getting upset because <laughs> his friend is in trouble. Yep. This is um, the Tails recharges his machine. Um, <laughs> Sonic is sorry. I cannot believe this happens. Um, <laughs> we're this is before Sonic jumps to the Death Egg, and the Master Emerald just floats to him out of nowhere, yeah, and he refers to it good. as a Master Emerald. Right. And. <laughs> He's, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, the Master Emerald, we can control the power of the Chaos Emeralds. This will work for sure. And Knuckles has nothing to say about this. And as soon as he gets to Emerald, he shatters the Master Emerald to a trillion billion pieces. It was the early, t- <laughs> it was the early it 2000s. Shattering the Master Emerald was in vogue at the time. Yeah. <laughs> It was the hot thing to do. I think all Knuckles has to say is, oh, I can't believe this. Great job, Guardian. <laughs> oh, but I mean, yeah, the emeralds are weird in this game. Like, that's not just a translation thing. They're just kind of there. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, Sonic meets up with the out-of-control emerald, and I, I feel bad because as he is getting, like, overloaded with power, he's like, Sonic, where are you? Mom, it hurts. And like, oh, oh gosh, no. Yeah. I, it's, it's pretty bad. And then he's going to relaunch the final egg blaster at the planet. And and Cream is like, are we all going to die? They lay it on pretty thick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. One more. Shadows got another line. Here it is. Okay. He goes, 
Ha! This is the final voice of the last war machine. So begins the destruction of the Earth, a natural result of ignorant human desires and greed. Maximum <laughs> theater like, kid hey, energy. I don't want to die. <laughs> Knock it off. I love that on one end of the spectrum we have Cream and Shadow who are like taking this very seriously, and on the other end, Eggman's just like, "Don't blow up the planet. I'll have nothing to take over." Stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And Knuckles is like, even though he's grown up, he's still pretty high maintenance. And like, you, Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sonic goes up and D and Emerald have to do their dramatic fights. And it's pretty tough. Yeah. I, I feel like there should be some like I realize I realize it's not fitting as a final battle music, but given the circumstances, I feel like there should be like a much sadder song playing in the background during this battle. Yeah. I also I mean it's funny if you search up any like mods for this game, apparently someone did come up with like a, uh, a very reliable, like sprite swapper. So you can just like customize your own characters. I'm kind of surprised there's no supersonic in this game. I, I like, mean, I guess it makes sense in terms of the context of the story because all the emeralds are inside emerald. But I mean, you know, you could bullshit it with like, oh, he blasts Sonic with energy and everyone's like, oh, no. And then it's just Emerald energy. So he's supersonic. You know, it would have been cool to have do the tough 10 KO battle with regular Sonic against Emerald and then give me like a an easy like yeah. epilogue battle with supersonic. I don't know. But then they'd have to like set up a whole like sprite move list for Supersonic as well for one battle. Maybe you know having Eggman as the one time only thing was the limit for how much they were. It just would have been cool. Yeah, I oh, you know as much as much as it sounds you know it sounds like a real like Sonic Mark thing to say like oh, I would have liked to send Supersonic. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that <about> Mark Hughes? <laughs> oh. No, not. <laughs> Yeah, Sonic beats Emerald, and not gonna lie, this this whole ending scene just feels nasty. Like it's Emerald <laughs> being like, you know, Sonic, the pain. Am I going to die? And at, like, it's been fun. Thank you, Sonic. This is goodbye. And Sonic's like, stop playing around. Don't get all serious for me now, Emerald. You're gonna come back home with us, it's Tails and Shadow and Knuckles. You'd then be like, hey, I know we can trick Knuckles into doing some stupid stuff again. We'll go home and and we'll all yeah. laugh and have a good time, right? Now. He's so desperate. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sonic's basically like, I'm not emotionally mature enough to handle this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, if number of exclamation points indicates, like, how desperate you are, yeah. like, poor Sonic is shrieking Emerald's name by the end of this. Yeah, no, this is they. This ending is full-on shonen anime. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah exactly. Full-on end of the Sonic OVA. Yeah. Metal! <laughs> Emerald, Emerald grasps onto Eggman's back. Goodbye, Mr. Sonic. Don't ever forget me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then um, the, at the end of the fight, uh, like Emerald is quiet for a bit, and then he there's a bright flash of light, and then it just says he disappears. It doesn't explode; he just disappears. He just disappears. Yeah, yep. leaving behind the shards of the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, it's Sonic scoops up in his noodle arms and <laughs> teleports back. Carries them all in a shopping bag. <laughs> I know. Poor. <laughs> Yeah. He's, got, he's got a little. He's got a little it worse when... He's got a little plastic baggie. He's sweeping them up with a dustpan and dumping them in. 
<laughs> makes it all the worse when Cream's crying. He's like, yeah, don't cry, cry, Cream. Emerald's right here as part of the Emerald Shards. <laughs> He's a big trash bag. <laughs> oh, My friend's insides are in this bag. Okay, and then... <laughs> Well, apparently he disappeared because of uh, an override by Gerald, who added in, like, if it goes out of control, it'll terminate itself. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Is that why Shadow's so depressed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got, you've got to say this, Jeremy. Uh, oh, which one? This Tails line? <laughs> oh, are we talking about the Tails line? Okay, so this is great, because... Tails goes full John Lennon for this section. <laughs> yeah. I'll say the Sonic part because it's fucking hilarious. That's great though. Someday, if this world finally knows true peace, if this world no longer needs weapons or wars, if we can make this world a truly peaceful place when we're older, if we can make a world where there's only laughter, do you think we'll be able to play with Emerald again? Yeah! Definitely. <laughs> Sonic is coping so hard. <laughs> Copes end of game, everyone. Yeah. Literal end of game. What was the other one you made? <laughs> can I can I say oh, Shadow's man. Line, actually? This was Gerald's final program. Should a weapon go out of control, the weapon will terminate itself. Dot, dot, dot. It is my desire to bring hope to humanity. I can't stand it. And then <laughs> now, what can't he stand? Just like yeah. coming to terms with Emerald's death, like realizing he was more than a weapon, or is he just knowing that if he goes, knowing know. that if he goes out of control, he will kill himself? <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I think the way I interpret it was that, like in Shadow's story, he kind of, like he kind of bequeathed that that quest. That's a really highfalutin way of saying it <laughs> to to emerald <laughs> he he gave emerald that task and now that emerald is quote unquote dead like i guess shadow is like kind of taking it up and i guess the way i interpret it is that like it's his own way of saying that like he's actually kind of sad that emerald's gone and like he's taking up the quest to like honor him yeah maybe he even feels like partially responsible like he found a kinship with emerald as two weapons who realized that they weren't just meant for destruction yeah. but Emeralds was always going to end in this tragedy because the the professor was never able to remove his tr quote unquote true function. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's reading a little bit into, you know, one line. But, you know, like I said, I really like Shadow yeah. in this game. I think you're right, Jake. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> that is the that is the end of Emerald with an asterisk, because as we all know, you know, Eggman took Emerald's data and built Gemeral in literally the very next game. And obviously that is a character that has continued to stick around, at least in the comics. You know, not as much in uh, the actual games. But, you know, that might change. We'll see. I, I really like Gemeral and his, his dynamic with, with the Cream family. Yeah. <laughs> we would get some more gizoid lore in a certain game that we're not going to go into because it's not canon anymore so it doesn't count <laughs> uh, yeah exactly <laughs> but that pretty much brings us to the end of the story uh but there is some unlockable stuff uh every time you beat certain stories you unlock a bunch of mini games for multiplayer and one single player one but mostly multiplayer i I don't, I might have played some of these once because I had a copy and my brother had a copy. I think we might have played, I think we might have played these mini games maybe once, but I don't remember being particularly into them compared to the main game. 
Well, if only all four of us had, like, Game Boy Advances and Link Cables to play. I'm telling you, Switch Online, Sega, you are throwing away money. Please. Yeah. Come on. I think the only one I ever played, which is, is Knuckles Mine Hunt. Yeah, I played so player. much of Knuckles Emerald <laughs> Hunt back in the day because I have an unhealthy obsession with Minesweeper. And right. sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, you know, sometimes you just gotta do it. I have never understood. I've, I've played Minesweeper. I've never understood how to play. And at this point in my life, I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it makes sense that, you know, all the time I spent playing Minesweeper as a kid is part of the reason why I like Picross so much now. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. A lot of, a lot of, mm. a lot of overlap there. Yeah, that makes there. sense. <laughs> the Tales Fly and Git was uh, inspiration for a cell phone game later. God, Sega Sonic Cafe? Yeah, it was uh, one of the Sonic ca- the Sonic Cafe games for mobile phones. Yeah, the iMode 504 and 505. Man, I'm I'm so glad. I don't know if this is one of them. I I mean, I would assume. I mean, there's documentation of it. I'm glad people have found some of those old like Java phone games. Like I'm sh- think it's hard. I think you can get like the Sonic Unleashed cell phone game version going if you really try. I'm glad those are not lost to time. Yeah, there is some uh attempt to do that. Like I feel I think it's not complete, but generally speaking it sounds like those are in a pretty good place in terms of preservation. Uh, we we already mentioned it before, like the Sonic battle did kind of sort of not really get adapted in Sonic X. I, I watched those before we started talking and they're okay. I mean, it's just a fighting tournament, but not really. And, you know, they, they find... Really, they didn't do a very good fighting tournament. That's like a gimme for a fun thing in anime. Yeah. Uh like, I, I hate to say I haven't watched him again, but I remember the, like, Monster Island Godzilla parody that comes after Sonic Battle being more fun. Man, that sucked. The The only good part is, like, Knuckles is in the final with Meryl, and it's, it's very cool, and uh, Meryl puts him in a Boston Crab at one point. And also, Chris Thorndike beats his father with a figure four leg lock, which... <laughs> we are we are missing one very we did miss one very important thing about the mini games uh in sonic clash every once in a while what's this big what i've never seen this oh sweet that's awesome <laughs> look at that big sprite so yeah it's Aww, in man. some form or another all of the sonic adventure and adventure 2 playable characters make it into sonic battle oh. that's adorable even if it is just him sitting on the edge while the others fight Go big. And that sort of completes this as kind of like, you know, this little sample of the Sonic Adventure era. Yeah. Like, Sonic Heroes was kind of the um, farewell to that particular era of Sonic, but there's a lot of that energy in here, and it's not always good, but I like... But down to, like, having the voices of that cast in this, I, I, this does feel like a time capsule in a way. It does, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I do think approaching replaying this game with that in mind helped a lot because uh you know the things that i ended up like really enjoying more was the overall story and realizing like oh the gameplay is not very in-depth but it's not bad and in fact it it kind of feels like like we already said at the top it feels like the perfect like I mean, would this been like twenty, thirty dollars when it came out, and like the perfect game to just keep in your Game Boy Advance and play over and over? 
Um, and they just don't make them like that anymore. And, um, you know, the things I was most disappointed in was like Amy's story and also just kind of how, you know, we all said like, we're all adults now. We don't really have time for like the tedium of actually unlocking everything for Emerald. But I, I really enjoyed revisiting this. I, I was scared to because it was the one that I didn't remember the most of. Um, but it had the feelings of, I remember really liking this kind of like Sonic advance and it pretty much held up to that. It's not perfect, but I mean, I kind of have like no qualms with saying like, yeah, check it out. Yeah. It it is a really interesting, it's a really interesting little thing. And I feel like there is a lot of room to like, let's be perfectly clear. If they do another fighting game, I would rather them try to do something a little more traditional, but I feel like Sonic battle it had a lot of really interesting ideas and was trying to do a lot of really interesting things. And I think it was kind of just limited by the hardware it was on and, you know, a couple of different creative decisions. But I feel like there is 100% something there. And I would love to see that get iterated on in something new down the line. Yeah. I suppose it's kind of telling that we've never seen like a a, a, a game that's... Has there already been in like a fan game that was inspired by this particular formula? I don't know. Not, not by this specific formula. There's a lot of other Sonic fighting game fan games, yeah. but like... But this one particularly, this isn't the one that people do like spiritual successes to. And no, I, I, I think that... I suppose that's partly because not all people haven't played it. Yeah, but I also think it's just because people are like, well, if I'm going to do a fighting game, I would rather do, you know something more traditional, tried and true uh, kind of formula rather than try to figure out how do I make this specific formula better? Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's the formula isn't like to everyone's particular uh, preference. I'm sure there's someone out there who's this is the favorite Sonic game of. So sorry, we've been trashing a lot of bits of it, but I assure you. I mean, I still, <laughs> I, I like still it. think, it, I still think it's worth checking out. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, there are some asterisks there, but I definitely think that, yes, you know, it is worth revisiting at least a little bit. Yeah, like I do like that. You know, Emerald fans will still add Emerald in as a playable character in some of these fan fighting games, but they will make him like you know, like a Taskmaster or a Mokujin or some other kind of mimic character where all of his, where he's either, you know, a mirror match or they take a bunch of his moves from other characters, like, you know, like a Seth from Street Fighter or something. Right. Which I think this is like, I think if you're not going to do the full character customization, that is the right way to do it. I I would definitely, I, I enjoyed my time revisiting this i i i do still think that there's a lot of potential for a a proper modern sonic fighting game and you know i think it would be cool to see inspiration from it like i you know if you put in like a sonic's uh axe kick from sonic battle that would be cool i i wouldn't want to see like (laughs) necessarily something just like this though but I'm glad it exists. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's a cool little side game that I, I wish they would make more of these. <laughs> yeah. I as I was playing through the game, I part of me honestly without irony would like to see some some kind of like professional level tournament of Sonic Battle just to see <laughs> I I I want to see <laughs> Is that even possible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, cuz I know it's not as deep as like a DBFS or a DBFZ or a uh, or Mortal Kombat, but I I feel like there's just enough here where like some sort of meta could like be figured out. Um, and, and I would love to see how like pro gamers would like pro fighting gamers would um, 
go against each other, which characters they would do, or if you're allowed to like customize Emerald, like Emerald would be banned in <laughs> tournament play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> um, do any of us want to talk about who our favorite character to play with was? I, I mean, it was less playing is, I just, I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've felt like I've been fanboying this whole time. I do just really like Shadow in this game. I love his animations and moves and powers. Like, man, I'm now thinking, and you know, we haven't revisited Shadow's game, so maybe I'll change my tune. I feel like when we got to his solo game, I wished he had cool powers and looked and acted as cool as he did in this game. And he doesn't. And, you know, going to this one first, I'm like, oh, man. This was the cooler shadow. <laughs> I mean, he clicks his fingers and does an energy blast. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, it's very cool, man. Yeah. And the cool, you know, he bring brings the one, the two big powers, and that's his launcher. And oh man, <laughs> my so shadow is my favorite character in this game. Uh, I do like playing in sim as well. He's he's really hard to fight against in some matches, and so it does feel cool when you're like, oh, now I get to be shadow, and he's he's pretty easy to wipe the floor with a lot of, of a lot of opponents. I mean, unsurprisingly, I really like Knuckles in this, but I also because he's got that one move that can one one hit KO people if you do it, hit it just the oh, right yeah. time. <laughs> His little tiger drop ass deep impact move. That's cool. Yeah, I think I think my favorite is probably Tails because I think I think like the character that I like playing as the most, honestly, is probably Sonic, but he's very basic. And I think as far as like the character that I enjoyed strategizing a little bit more with was Tails because I, I was able to like between the fact that like tails is a little bit faster he's not as strong but like he's a little bit faster he's got his bomb which can kind of tail people and circle around them for a while like you can kind of set up a few situations where you can like keep somebody airborne with like your with your air attack where you spin your tails over and over or you can like chase them down with the bomb and then like get them stuck in a combat loop kind of thing um i, I like that a lot yeah i like ta- all of tails's little gadgets too it's really great visually I think the one I liked playing the most was, you know, maybe it's just because it was what I was used to, but I did play, I do feel like I played, felt most comfortable playing Sonic just in general. Mm -hmm. Like it was doing the quote unquote light speed dash thing where you throw the ring and then immediately home in on it. Like that's, that's a super clever move. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Sonic is just like the all arounder that everybody can begin with and stick with. I, I do tend to gravitate a lot towards all rounders in fighting games, so that you know that tracks. I did want to say, um, as, since this is a fighting game, there is the issue of balancing. I don't, I definitely don't think that this game is like completely balanced as far as like all the characters. But I actually also don't feel like it's particularly lopsided on one way or another. I, I think, I think like depending on the situation in the battle, there are some characters who do better than others. Like with the fact that Rouge can stay airborne for so long, if you get lucky enough, you can keep somebody airborne and just keep doing her her kick over and over and over. Um, yeah. And, and then like I think Shadow's got a few like loops that can really just screw somebody over. But I feel like though the game isn't com- like I said earlier, it's not completely balanced. But I think that it's it's also not one of those games where everybody rushes to one character because that's the meta. 
No, because we've all given like different answers for which character we like to play as the most. So yeah, that tells you it. it's all just personal preference, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I I think that's super cool and interesting that we all have like different answers. Like I gave the most description for Tails, and then everybody else is like Shadow, Knuckles, Sonic, basically the ma- the main four. <laughs> <laughs> but not Amy. <laughs> I, okay, her. Actually I, all right yeah, to play yeah. As, but... Yes, I do actually like her move set. Her little boxing gloves and her hammer are very cute. Yeah. like that on its own, I do actually like her move set. That's cool. Oh, we didn't actually talk about her little room. Her room stage is full of her face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And also Sonic. <laughs> Yeah, of course, there's one of Sonic with a big love heart on it. But mostly it's different cute expressions of Amy on top of all of her furniture. I guess this is how she lives. <laughs> At least there's that. <laughs> Again, it's a little unclear whether it's like, okay, is this her personal gym? Is this where she lives? It's. <laughs> I, I think it's where she lives because it's all, you know, like dressers and drawers and everything. Yeah, yeah that's true. So. Yeah. she's She's got like one of those really expensive New York penthouses that's super wide and... <laughs> she can afford to have her face on all this stuff i think if they ever this is the last thing i'll say if they ever did want to do something with sonic battle again specifically this one i think it'd be cool if they took the nintendo approach where they don't just re-release it but they like add something new to it like either new rebalancing or a new mode or more story something um add a brand new amy is good now. yes that too (laughs) yeah (laughs) rewrite her story But I believe that at the end of it all, I think that pretty much covers all of our thoughts and our feelings on Sonic Battle. Uh, we thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can find us all on different socials. You can find me on the socials as Rock the Jake, and you can find me on Twitch as Mr. Rock the Jake. You can find me on various social media websites at Cyberlink420. And you can find me around the internet as Game Buddy, sometimes with a one, two, three, including on that new uh, Blue Sky website. And you can still find me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. You find me all all over the internet, including Blue Sky as well at Falero. That's F A U L E W R O. Yeah, we're all over there now. Love that jingle. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, special thanks, as always, to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp, and you can also follow her on Instagram and Twitter. And Blue Sky, she's on there too. And another very special thanks to Kage Ichihashi for that line as tales. Uh, please remember to subscribe, review, share, uh, comment. Um, we released... Uh, if you don't if you don't mind me dating this episode a little bit, we recently just uh, released the fanfic episode, and some of the comments that I've been seeing on there have been fantastic. The engagement's great, and genuinely, we love seeing people just comment on the videos, and we we love seeing the metrics of everything because it makes us, you know, <laughs> in a very personal way, it makes us feel very good to know that people are listening and enjoying what we're talking about. For yep. real, and that one turned out to be really something special oh, so man. i'm glad glad people liked it i'm so proud of what everybody brought to that one <laughs> <laughs> we we had so much fun recording that and like listening back to it it's even funnier than i remember so that's saying something <laughs> but since we're starting to get since it's starting to get a little bit more chilly outside next episode we're going to well i'll just come right out and say it. we're going to have a retrospective on how metal sonic stole christmas <laughs> how metal sonic stole christmas what's that I don't know. You tell. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, why don't you tell everyone? What's that, Jeremy? Okay. 
Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to, okay. I'm going to be emotionally vulnerable here. (laughs) It's real hard for me to listen to my old stuff. Uh, not only this, like, we digitized all our home movies and it's weird to like, even see like younger, like adult me. So y'all, y'all are going to have to hold my hand. (laughs) You you said you, you have already revisited this without me and that it's, it's, it's fine. This was a radio drama that I, I produced. This was a story that some friends of mine put together on the old sonicanime.net. And I, this was the first project that I like put out a casting call and like, put a whole cast together, put the lines, did the sound design, and it's just a funny little story about literally how Metal Sonic stole Christmas and Sonic and his friends get it back. And 99% of the people in this would also go on to, like, be in Sonic F. Like, it... <sighs> Sorry, I'm a little... Like I said, I am I can tell. I feel the blood rushing to my ears. flushing so bad. I'm I'm remembering all of the good memories and like how many of my friends were in this, how people I still talk to and like would go on to be some of my best friends. And so I think if I keep that in mind, I will be able to revisit this and I'm sure we'll figure maybe we'll just put it on the feed as its own thing for y'all to listen to. Uh, We'll figure it out, I'm sure. But yeah, it's. Okay, somebody else take over. <laughs> <laughs> this holiday season, we're going to embarrass Jeremy, but actually, I've re-listened to it myself. I think it's not half bad, especially for something that we worked on way back when. And really, way back when. Yeah, no, knowing that this is like, geez, probably close to 15 years old at this point, it's like... I I think I might have recorded this. I think I might have had, which it's the microphone I'm on right now, um, but I might have been sitting at an old glass table that was in the house when we <laughs> moved in it with a blanket over my head to record these on my old laptop. Yeah. Oh, man. So I hope you're all willing oh, to goodness. indulge us as we go back and look at this very personal little thing of ours that celebrates the holiday season in its own cheesy but heartfelt kind of way. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, legitimately. <laughs> For sure. And if you enjoyed the Christian rock music in the fanfic episode... It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, it's a little bit. It stands out. Hopefully, again, doesn't 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 get us any uh, any copyright strikes. Yeah. And I, I want to say one more time, thank you all so much for listening. I have been Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. And I'm Falero. And hey, none of this is good, Vector. That's why it's called War. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. The Sonic Battle. <laughs> oh, boy. This has been The Hill is Always Greener, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> I'm surprised we waited this long to use that one. Yeah. It's such an instant, instant cringy classic. You gotta make it count. <laughs> it was just the right oh. time. <laughs> <laughs>